0: Welcome to the Dojo Talk Podcast. Please remove them shoes before entry. say master is here and you still have not taken off your shoes. Living every day to define man's mission, yeah. looking to the sky for divine transmission yeah. Deaf man's vision makes the blind man listen, yeah. eyes on the prize, this is blind ambition Thank you. Welcome to another edition of the Dojo Talk Podcast, I am your host Serio Sensei We are on episode number 127, as always you can listen to this podcast on YouTube soundcloud itunes if you on itunes please rate subscribe and leave a review you can also check us out on spotify as well as google play and you can hit us up on social media at the Dodo talk podcast facebook page as well as the Doto talk podcast instagram page you can follow me on twitter at serial sensei and if you feel inclined to do so you can send questions to dojo talk podcast at yahoo.com now that we got that out of the way, as always, I'm joined with my co-host Antaku. What's going on, man?
1: Uh not much. Just reveling in the fact that this card's already over. And it's only like ten o'clock. Word.
0: <laughs> I mean really, the card was over at like Seven. Yeah, like seven. Um so yeah, for you for you listeners, um, uh, we are recording this Saturday night, <laughs> the day of the card. It ended just a few hours ago. Um, so I had to go give myself time to go back and rewatch the prelims because the card started so early that I was still at work, so I missed the first half. So I had to go back and catch up. But um, no, nah, shout outs to the UFC. Just I, I love when cards end early.
1: Um, That's ESPN for you, brother.
0: Yeah, this this era is great. <laughs> I'm I'm all about the ESPN era. It's a good time for sports. Like we got ESPN era and and the UFC. March Madness is about to be in full swing um, if you're a basketball fan all, all the tournaments are popping off um, as of this recording I think all of the finals matches are pretty much they they're all tonight right
1: uh I think mo well, yeah most of them are yeah some uh,
0: Duke is currently up on Florida State 58-47 uh, you know all, all the tournaments are going down it's, it's it's a fun time to be a sports fan right now between just the NBA is hitting, like, that late season, you know. Playoffs are not not too far out the way. We're almost there. And March Madness, it's, it's a good time to be a sports fan. So, you know, if you got ESPN, just leave it on ESPN all day. Lots, lots, of, lots of good things. And we're recording this the same night that L Spence and uh, Mikey Garcia will be fighting. Probably in about an hour. That fight should hopefully be over by the time we finish. <laughs> and we'll let you guys know who
1: won. All right. Um... I have a question. Let's remember. Fox replaced the UFC with PBA bowling. Like, how's that going? <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I
0: don't know. <laughs> if you guys are, uh, you know, uh, bowling fans out there, let let us know.
1: Uh, well, I guess technically they replaced it with SmackDown, but that's not for like a year. So like, PBA all they all they really have is bowling. Like does does the guy who's like who was like who do you think you are? I am. Is is he still in the? Is he still bowling? Is he still a pro? I have no idea. Like, I I, don't I, know I, I can't is. imagine. There's like a, a like a retirement age for bowling, right? I
0: say who who's the LeBron? <laughs>
1: of, of I'm pretty bowling. sure it's that guy. I mean,
0: if he has a catchphrase, he, that, that
1: <laughs> was his catchphrase. <laughs>
0: <laughs>
1: that's the that's the only. Iconic moment in the history of bo- uh, bowling. I don't know. What I was gonna say boxing.
0: How do you have beef as a as a bowler?
1: It's like that in that Dave Chappelle skit where he plays defense on the guy while he's <laughs> <to>
2: bowl.
0: <laughs> That's the last bowling related thing I've ever watched outside of playing bowling like in real life. Oh man! Shout out to all like the weird professional sports like bowling and cornhole.
1: I want to know, like, like th- those are the people who are really dedicated, man. But like, it's e- it's easy to get into prize fighting because like, there's money at the end of it, right? But like, imagine being like the world's best axe chucker, which is a real sport that gets played <laughs> on ESPN too, and like. Yeah. You are you are just straight up in it for the love of the sport. Like, yeah,
0: we're gonna say because you got to know those those paydays. Well, you know what? I, I can't really say. I don't know how much they get paid. Maybe you're on the low, the axe trucker is making like a decent you know living wage.
1: Like the local hardware store is you know putting out them checks, keeping them in uh, keeping them afloat.
0: Sponsored by Harbor Freight.
1: freaking freaking Stog sent us a thing the other day. About the um, it was it the woman who beat her master, who taught her how to throw axes? Yeah. <laughs>
2: yeah. And that's then after
1: great. she won, she just, they just broke down and started crying. That's
0: a great moment. That's, 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 <laughs> that, dude, that's, that's, that's a, a feel good moment.
1: That, that's a that's a friggin' moment at the end of the movie, man. It's I like know. you've overcome.
0: Yeah, man. You know. You guys better not make a movie out of that. I it, do not it. want to see like a Hollywood scene of people throwing your axes and there's like a Hans Zimmer soundtrack.
1: I mean it wouldn't be like a, like let's be real. This wouldn't be like a Hollywood movie. This would be like a like a Netflix movie. Like does Netflix make like those B movies anymore? I don't even have freaking Netflix anymore.
2: I mean,
0: some of the Netflix movies are pretty.
1: Well no, no. Like I'm I'm sure like they're like you know, they have like Bird Box and like all the professional-looking ones, I'm talking about like, the B-movies. Like, how we don't get TV movies anymore. Like, are they making them now?
0: No, I think I think they're like a step above. Uh. At least the originals. I, well, yeah, it's hard for me to say though because I haven't watched. I haven't watched a lot of them, but the ones I've watched, I've actually enjoyed. So maybe yeah. maybe they do. And I've just been lucky and I've been dodging them.
1: Like the only TV movies you get are like on Disney Channel, and they're never gonna make another, anything better than like Brink. <laughs>
0: Somebody's got to be making those B-list movies though. Like there, somehow there's a place for those. Like,
1: like yeah, like the people who can't get like a, a spot in like Hollywood or New York or Georgia, the film, so they're just like in Nashville.
2: Right, <laughs> <laughs> that's like, the next cheapest place. <laughs> those yeah,
0: those movies have to. There has to be, there has to be levels like that. There has to be B movies. They have to exist. We can't just have like blockbusters all the time you have to have those
1: where, where's the mid card damn it
0: yeah <laughs> you, got, you gotta have those real movies that are like i saw where y'all were going but
1: eh, you know it's like disney and lifetime and that's the, those are the only people making like the tv level movies anymore man that's sad
0: i need to start like this is a random side tangent i need to start because I, I went through this phase i got made fun of this at work i have no shame i went through this phase where i just like I would go on Netflix and purposely watch the bad movies that got like 2 star ratings.
1: Dude, that the bad movies are the best movies.
0: <laughs> are you kidding me? But I want to I want to see like how far are these people's acting careers go. Like who who in Sharknado got calls back to do other movies that weren't Sharknado? <laughs> like, well, eventually it was just like
1: they just got celebrities to do Sharknado, right?
0: Uh, yeah, but, that is true, yeah, because, like, somehow Vivica Fox ended up in, like, the third one.
1: That's how you know they sold out. Let's see. Hold up.
0: Uh, or maybe, like, because I don't know who directed that movie. Okay. So I'm like, how...
1: The director was Anthony C. Ferrante.
0: Are you on IMDb? I am on Wikipedia. What What has he done after that? That's um, not
1: Sharknado related. He did Forgotten Evil.
0: I have no idea what that is. But he did another movie. That's that's. Dude,
1: he he's done a whole bunch of movies. He's been making movies since eighty seven.
0: Jeez. Okay. All right. He, all right. He's. All right. He, so he was established. He took a risk well late into his career. So.
1: I mean, he that was a, that was the same guy who directed Hansel and Gretel.
0: Ah. Okay. Maybe he'd get away with it. I want to start keeping tabs on you, like C list actors. Let's see where y'all are going. And. There's a market for y'all. There's a market for me. <laughs> if y'all can make it i'm gonna find a way
1: there is nothing better in this world than a terrible movie made by somebody who has no idea they made a terrible movie Oh
0: man. speaking of c people to swing it back to basketball you remember adam morrison yes so i don't know how he randomly got brought up in a conversation at work but we googled him to make sure he was still alive and he's actually like doing pretty good for himself yeah but apparently like,
1: what's he doing though?
0: He, um, well, during his NBA career, I think he made, like, 17 mil, and then they said he had endorsements from Adidas and Johnson & Johnson, which were worth, like, a mil. And, like, his dad is, like, the owner of, like, a bank, so his dad taught him how to just manage his money. So he just lives in, like, Washington and just, like, has a girlfriend or wife and just take care of the kids.
1: I mean... That's a, that's my dream, man. Yeah,
0: he just he's just, like, living a life. Like, and apparently he's, like, you know, he's not a big spender. He's not out here, you know, balling out of control. So, it just kind of worked out. So, you know, you can wow. be a bust in the NBA and still live a pretty accomplished life, I guess is the moral of the story. If you
1: don't spend all your money. Don't assume that the money's going to be there forever because it's not. It's definitely not. Dude, like, this is a really good point that was brought up by, um, like, who was it, AOC, where, like, professional athletes, like, they they make a lot of money, but they don't make a lot of money, you feel me?
0: Yeah, that, this is such a random, another side tangent, but I was thinking, I can't remember who I heard this from, but, like, it, it made sense, somehow, when I started connecting dots. It was like, you know, we hear these contracts, we hear all these numbers get thrown out, you know, especially like an NBA, like baseball, like so-and-so signed three years, $80 million. It's like, how did he go broke? And I started thinking about it and I was like, they, most, most people who, who get that kind of money, you're going to live an expensive lifestyle. And then people will counter that and say, well, you don't need 80,000 cars you know so on and so forth which is true you don't need a lot of cars but you can't live in the same neighborhood you used to
1: oh hell no like are you yeah me?
0: <laughs> like i'm sorry you can, you cannot be making 80 mil and still staying on the block that's that's just not that's not feasible we like all you, know yeah
1: like, the, the, like your cost of living has to go up
0: yeah your cost of living has to go up
1: like it, so, and no one's saying you have to like spend like 20 million dollars a year but like I'm sorry, Kyrie Irving can't go back to living in an Orange. Right. Or, or whatever. Like, or, like Orange sucks. Yeah. LeBron's
0: never going back to live in Akron. Right. Like, <laughs> you just can't. Like, you just you just really can't. And if you did, you'd have to spend all your money on security. Right. Because people are going to be on your head.
1: Like, exactly. Like, yeah. dude, Like if hip-hop has taught me anything, is <laughs> it's when you make your money, you leave. Yeah. You can come back and invest you can go back and do a show you, you invest better bring some security with you though yeah but it's
0: hard to come back and live yeah boy that is yeah so now it kind of makes sense like athletes do you, you throw that like your lifestyle goes up and then you know with with a bigger lifestyle comes more expensive
1: well like i it, mean it, more it, expensive it's, it's and a lot to of just... self-belief too because you're like oh i made i just signed a deal for 80 million dollars for three years you know the one I get after that is gonna be way bigger, and it's just like right. no, you tear your ACL, and that's it. It's just, all of a sudden, like you know, that eighty million dollars got to rest, last you the rest of your life.
0: Yep, because here's the thing: you made eighty mil, but those bills keep coming; they don't end. Right. They those bills don't <laughs> they don't stop, and as much as eighty mil is, bills add up quick, man. Yeah, yeah. They 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 add up really quick,
1: especially you gotta pay for like trainers and shit to keep you in shape. Yeah. Not to
0: mention, like the eighty family members, (laughs) you're you're probably paying for too. Right. But I'm trying to get that seventeen mil Adam Morrison come up
1: though. Dude, man, if I had seventeen million dollars, I'd never have to work again. No, I think I worked this out. If I had five million dollars, I would never have to work again. Because I I could just spend a hundred thousand dollars a year, and I'd be golden for life.
0: Yeah, I I could do that. That's the
1: goal now. That's like that's like what 50 it's like 50 years worth of money
0: just to throw this hypothetical let's say somehow you get to come up five years you're still doing a podcast or you're just gonna ghost
2: <laughs>
1: <laughs> I mean I might I might have to take a break so I could relocate and get away from all these people who are gonna be trying to vo- like you know <laughs> eat off me but I, I ain't going nowhere. Not until this sport fucking kills me alright alright
0: yeah, I'll take five. Minutes. I'm definitely taking a break too. I'd probably take like a month off.
1: I'm I mean, back on a big I day. mean, I'm gonna keep it all the way real with you. My, Marle- Marle- like, not. It's not exactly like this podcast is paying me, either. right? <laughs> this ain't like my job. You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. I, I do this because it's fun. Uh, the library can say bye though. I'm sorry, <laughs> <laughs> I love them guys, but uh, you just can't be moving the same when you come up that quick.
0: Yeah, you gotta. Yeah, you gotta move different.
1: That's you what gotta. none of these other young kids ever learn. Yeah, they'd be like, nah, I I I want to drive. Now that I have a fucking, I don't even I don't even know a fancy car. Like now I have a Bugatti, I'm gonna go ride it to the bike shop. Mm. You can't do that.
0: Get your whole head lifted off your shoulders and your chain taken. Oh boy. Well that was our little uh little random spiel. You know. <laughs> but before we get started, shout out to the listeners. Uh top cities for the week. Bangalore, India. Number one. <laughs> number two, New York, New York, number three, Red Deer, Canada, number four, Markham Canada, number five. I didn't know there was a Washington in Pennsylvania, but
1: yeah, a there's a Washington everywhere, man. There are Shout two out. in Jersey.
0: Oh. Yeah. Shout outs to to Washington, Pennsylvania. Shout out to all the listeners, man. Everybody who posts, reposts, Twitter folk, Tumblr folk. You all are great. We appreciate you. Um so yeah. Today's show I, I say it shouldn't be too long, but I don't want a lot of y'all. Shouldn't be though. I feel like it won't be. But we'll, we'll see what happens. But anywho, you know, as always, we'll start with uh, fight news and announcements, and then we'll just get on to tonight's card because there weren't really, there weren't any other fights I saw this weekend, so I can't comment on anything that really happened. So um, we will just kick this off with uh, fight news and announcements. Uh, not a super busy week, but there still actually were some uh, pretty good fight announcements um, that we will briefly touch on, and then get into some news. Uh, going from the top um, at UFC 238, uh, Tatiana Suarez will be returning to the cage. She will be facing off against Nina Anzaroff. Also on that same card, we'll have Joanne Calderwood versus Caitlin Ch- uh, ChuKagian. Uh, at UFC 236, we will have Curtis Melinder facing off against Bilal Muhammad. At UFC Fort Lauderdale, we will have Alex Oliveira versus the Leech Jing Leon Lee. That should be awesome. Um, also at U- yeah, also at UFC 236. Uh, we'll have Jalen Turner versus Matt Favola. Uh UFC 237 uh, has a little bit of announcements with Warley Alves versus Alberto Mina, and then also Syed Nurmagomedov versus Ryoni Barcelos. Um, UFC Philadelphia has three new additional fights. Uh, we'll have Ray Borg versus Kyler Phillips, Kevin, Ho- ah, Kevin Holland versus Gerald Mearshart, and Mark De La Rosa versus Alex Perez. Um, and then backtracking again to UFC 236, uh, we'll have Max Griffin versus Zalim Amadev. Um, and the last UFC note I have is the UFC signed, uh, Brazilian prospect, Michelle Pereira. Um, I want to say he fought in Road FC, and if you guys haven't seen any videos of him, he jumps off of cages and does a lot of wild things. So I guess it's only right that they sign him.
1: I I feel Ah. like we should mention that was mid-fight.
0: Yeah, like, <laughs> but yeah, this the, the isn't man, like full fight celebration. Yeah,
1: no, the, the man he climbed on top, like he ran up, jumped up on top of the cage, and proceeded to do a backflip off of it to try and stomp his opponent's head into the ground. Yeah, so we'll Magic. see how many
0: uh, <laughs> we'll see how many points he gets deducted in his UFC debut <laughs> when he, he lands strike to a grounded opponent because he did an elbow drop off the cage
1: he just climbs to the top and just slips and falls out.
0: (laughs) (laughs) You know, look look out for him. He's going to be a character uh, when when he finally makes his debut. Uh, Moving down to Bellator. um, Bellator 218. uh, We'll have a set of brothers fighting. Not fighting each other, but, you know, fighting on the same card. Uh, Anatoly Tokov will be fighting Gerald uh, Gerald Harris. And his brother, Vladimir Tokov, will be fighting Ryan Walker. So that'll be at Bellator 218. Um, at Bellator 219, we'll have Joe Schilling versus Keith Barry, And at Bellator 221, Dylan Danis will be making his return. Uh, he will be fighting Max Humphreys. I don't know who that is, but um,
1: I mean, that's a thing. I mean, we shouldn't know who that is because if you care about Dylan Danis, you hide the weakness. <laughs> and, and if my recollection of his first fight in MMA is... He doesn't take punches well. Oh, boy. I mean, he's better Ooh. than the other guy, the uh, the AJ guy. AZ.
0: Oh, dude, we don't need to talk about him. Yeah. yeah, he's. I'm I'm mad that I even like mentioned him on this podcast.
1: We had a <laughs> whole twenty minute conversation about how bad his fight was.
0: <laughs> I don't like the dog fighters, but he really just. If I never see him fight it again, I would be ecstatic.
1: No, if no, it makes you just, feel any better, he's reportedly like a really, like, just so uh, this is the thing I've noticed about American jujitsu guys, they all have tend to have, like, the most giantest of egos like, upset, like and it's not like the fun type of ego, it, like a Tony Ferguson or something it's just like, they think God put them on this earth to share with people, you know what I mean? Yeah. So it's like AJ. It's like um, fucking uh, Dylan Danis, the two dudes who were with um, Lloyd Irvin before they got ousted as like pedophiles or whatever, or sexual assault uh, guys. Uh, crap for the names. And I want to. And I want to. Um, I don't want throw the. I don't want to throw any whatever out there because. I don't want to associate somebody's name if I don't got it right, but there were two dudes from White Urban who were notorious like dicks, who like just I don't know I don't know what it is about the BJD community where like that's a thing in America, but it seems to be a thing. Oh, AJ, AJ got a chill. AJ got a AJ. You are no Gordon Ryan. Matter of fact, Dylan Dennis, <laughs> you are no Gordon Ryan
0: actually speaking of jujitsu um uh one last uh quick fight announcement at Polaris 10 uh Uriah Faber will be going against this kid named Nicky Ryan oh um
1: if i, I remember know, right Nicky Ryan is really good
0: I, the kid i did not know he's like 17 um but apparently he is a beast um, like dude is like i, I haven't seen him I I have been trying to get into jiu-jitsu more, but I, I don't really know the names aside from like Gordon What's uh, what was his name? Was it Gordon Ryan? Is that his name? Yeah. Yeah. I d I don't know a lot of the people. So I'm I'm pretty ignorant in the Jiu Jitsu world, but I've I've heard Nicky Ryan is a beast. Um
1: Eddie Bravo so Bravo Black Belt.
0: Yeah, so him and him and your Faber will be going down at Polaris ten. So that should be uh that, that should be a thing that will, that will be a thing um I guess real quick before we start the fights uh real quick uh just quick thoughts on uh Suarez versus Anzarov and Calderwood and uh Chikagian.
1: um uh... I'm trying to remember the last time I saw somebody just a- who was able to like take down or off. And I want to say it's definitely happened, but I just can't remember off the top of my head. Um, you know, I'm just excited to see Suarez again. She's been out way too long. Like, when did she destroy Carlos Barza? Like last June or something?
0: That's been a little bit of time.
1: Yeah. Like she, she that, that's going to be fun. Um, if only just to see her. Because I, 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 Suarez, uh, not what Ansarov does have, like, the striking advantage, possibly. But, like, Suarez is, like, good enough of an athlete where I can see that not being a factor. Um, I don't have a whole lot to say about, like, Jacagan versus Calderwood, which is not a good thing because that fight is potentially going to be a number one contender fight for, um, Shevchenko I. Um, I, I like what Carter Wood has looked like at uh, flyweight. She's looked good. She's you know, apparently a now submission artist. Um, I didn't, you know, I didn't see her fight with Lipsky. I never went back and watched it. Oh
0: yeah, she um she put it on Lipsky. Yeah, I, I,
1: yeah. I, I remember you <laughs> saying that. Um,
0: yeah, yeah, she put it on her.
1: So. Um, but for everything else I've seen for her has been really good, so um I'm excited to see that, uh, her compete again. Um not less so Richard Kagan just because she is like all the worst parts of early career Frankie Ecker. <laughs>
2: yeah,
0: um I um, i I like both fights. Um I, I, I don't say I feel bad for Anza Roth because, like, she's on a good street right now and it seems like she's really improving. And then I feel like in this fight, somehow, all that could go out the window.
1: Oh, yeah. Like, <laughs> like, 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 Suarez is the best women's wrestler in the history of women's MMA.
0: Yeah, this is, like, all of this improvement she's been doing that we've seen in, like, her last two to three fights, like, this could all go out the window really quick if Suarez just gets a hold of her. Like, as as much as Anzorov, well, I honestly it's like it's a, a crazy get, but I I I I'll, I'll maybe step on the ledge and say Anzorov has a striking advantage, but at the same time, it's not like Anzorov is like a knockout artist, right? Um, so like, how long are you really gonna be able to keep Suarez away from you? It it uh, it almost feels like the it almost feel like the inevitable is gonna happen. Like you're gonna try to use some footwork and like not get you know. Try to move around and not be a target, but boy, if she catches you, it is—it's gonna be a long night, or maybe a short one, but it's gonna be painful. Um, <laughs> but no, I, I like that fight. Yeah, Cal- Calderwood caitlin I'm not crazy about, other than if Calderwood wins, seeing her in a title fight would be really awesome. So, go go go, JoJo. Um, and real quick, the Melinda Bilal fight.
1: I'm happy What's to that? see that Melinda. You know, he was able to pick himself back up and just get right back out there. But, uh, yeah, that fight should be fun. I, like, I has Bilal I, taken anybody down? Because, like, that that would be the easy path to victory here.
0: Yeah, I was going to say, he he's a grinder. I almost feel like he, he'll... he Then, I don't know, Bilal's kind of wild, too. That is that is going to be a fun fight. Because I'm not really sure... Like, I feel like Bilal has, like... I don't even know if I can say he has an overall better... 'Cause Melinda's way way better on the feet. Not that Bilal's terrible, but like Melinda's a way more, you know, creative. Oh, well, I,
1: I think I think his style presents issues for um Bilal that. Well did Bilal beat Means? Am I crazy? Is that fight that happened? Uh he fought somebody yeah, he beat Means. Like, he... yeah. I don't know. I was going
0: to say, like, Bilal's like a...
1: He's... He's a scrappy he's just,
0: dude. Yeah, he's crazy tough. So, it's like, if Melinda can't catch him with something, you know, a la Flying Knee, <laughs> something kind of wild, I could I could envision Bilal, like, grinding out a win. Right. And making it just kind of ugly.
1: Um, no, I don't know. I like that fight. Like, Bilal's a grinder in the sense that he just he will stay like he's he's not the dude's not like a Jake Shields he he just refused to go away
0: yeah he's just going to be in your face forever
1: um there's, there's going to be a height difference it's just going to like i i see the head kick opening up for um for minder At the same time, I just, I just like the only dude who's been able to knock out up to this point is Vicente Luque, who might be, you know, one of the best punchers in the sport. Like, real like in terms of just like power to weight class wise, you know what I mean? Yeah. So,
0: we'll see though. That that should be a that should be a fun one. And boy oh boy, uh, Cowboy Oliveira versus the Leech.
1: Yes. Violence. Yeah, you know, <laughs> you know, Cowboy's probably going to take him down and beat him up, which sucks because I want to see these two men just throw bombs at one another. I'm gonna, I'm gonna
0: pray that that happens, so we don't get like a Zaleski, <laughs> a Zaleski Melinda situation, so, where Cowboy takes the easy way out, but the smart way
1: See, I see. I'm not sure if, uh, Cowboy has that in him.
0: Yeah. See. Yeah. I don't either. I don't think he's a. He's just a wild man. Oh my God! Like, did you
1: see? Um. Uh, G- was it Gary Cruz's reporting on him? Oh yeah, he's like, he, has,
0: he has like six. He has seven baby <laughs> mothers. They're all from his the same town. <laughs> and like three of them live on like the same street. <laughs> That's
1: just, like a few blocks away. From, two of his hey, kids on the same birthday.
0: That man is a cowboy for real. <laughs> <That man. laughs> <laughs> he he is a legit cowboy for real.
1: If, hey, if, if this was legit the eighteen hundreds, like he'd have a kid in every single town in Brazil. Hey man, shout shout
0: shout, shout out to shout shout out to Alex Oliver. He out he out here. <laughs> <laughs> he, he is out here, and he is he is a uh...
1: complete madman.
0: Yeah hey, man, he he's planting his seeds. Uh hey man, it, it is what
1: it is. There's a dude who <laughs> like a few months ago had a hand grenade tossed at him at a gas station. <laughs> man.
0: <laughs> we need his thirty for thirty.
1: Like that a life story. Like this man wasn't a real life cowboy. <laughs>
2: <laughs> How do you
0: have seven? Jesus Christ. It's like a whole you gotta start in lineup and, line up and... Two coming off the bench, like, jeez, jeez. I mean, it's a lucky number. Yeah, that, that is true. Well, they say seven is like the number of completions, so you should stop having kids, I guess. I mean, <laughs> he
1: is a young man, right? <laughs> really UFC
0: fighters don't get paid, you know. out here balling like that. So damn
1: that 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 child support split up has to be crazy. I mean.
0: Maybe he's lucky and, like, all seven of his baby moms are, like, really nice and they don't put him on. You know? <laughs> <laughs> maybe he is a very caring and loving father and they were like, you know what, he's a good guy. And, uh, you know, we're just not going to put him on the whole child support thing. Because cause if you get child support from that many baby moms, boy, you, maybe that's why he fights so much. I don't know.
1: Man, I, I, I figure his life is just a constant fight. Yikes. Yikes. If you're not fighting, like, rodeo bulls, you're, you're, you're fighting your own poor decisions.
2: <laughs> <laughs>
0: shout, out, shout out to Cowboy Oliveira. Oh, and uh, Duke won the ACC tournament.
1: Yep, Zion.
0: Yeah, that was a thing. That's all right. My Tar is gonna be back in March Madness. We'll see y'all again, hopefully. But uh, yeah, that's uh, that's pretty. Well, oh, yeah, do you, yeah.
1: If you wanna.
0: Uh, all right. Um, so as many of you, I'm pretty sure many of you've uh, heard, uh, but for any of you who may not have heard, uh, Tony Ferguson was recently in the news. Um. This was just a headline of. This was really it was just weird when this popped up. Like I wasn't, I wasn't ready to see this. But um, you know, you guys may have seen the headline that uh, Tony Ferguson uh, was hit with a restraining order from his wife. Um. Now, based off like the headlines of a lot of the initial articles, um, because a lot of like the initial articles, you know, said like um he. Uh, his wife put on a restraining order for domestic violence and a lot of people like when you hear domestic violence your mind immediately shifts to like you know the kind of image that puts in your head right um of like what it would be um but you know if if there was a a silver lining to this at all I, i guess um like luckily it wasn't the case that he was being like physically abusive or like, like he wasn't beating his wife up or anything like real crazy like that
1: and you should point out I can't remember where the restraining order was filed. I think it was in California, but like the, the definition of domestic violence there for that type of thing is a lot different than what like
0: Yeah, yeah, it's not just it's not just physical. Yeah. Uh yeah, it it covers a a variety of things. So um but in in a in a nutshell, she Put the restraining order on him because he, I I didn't, I didn't know this until the article came out that apparently he's had like a a history of this, um. But he just have like he's been having these really bizarre, like, just like issues of things he's been doing. Like they said, um, he's been like just randomly breaking things in his house. Um, said like he was really paranoid at one point and thought that he had like a chip in his leg, um. I think like he threw threw holy water at his wife. Like he he was doing a lot of just really yeah no very I... very just strange and you know kind of out there behaviors. Um, and apparently he's had like a many like this isn't the first time this has happened. Like he's had a pattern of this.
1: Um, apparently he was on meds and, and uh, he was prescribed meds in 2011. Um, and uh from the sounds of it, it was for schizophrenia.
0: Yeah, it, I, I didn't want to jump out the window and, like, try to blame it on one thing or another because, I mean, first thing I thought of, like, could it be, like, CTE or, you know, but I, I didn't want to jump out the window because you, you don't, you just, the, the story had, like, literally just broke, so you kind of don't know. You got to wait for, you know, these stories to kind of to kind of play out, um, but, like, luckily, like, even for, the wife said, like, she never felt... Uh, she never felt like her life was in danger, or uh, they have a son, son or daughter.
1: They have a a baby, uh, like a really young baby son, yeah. I believe.
0: Yeah. she never, yeah. She said she never felt like you know her or her kid were in any actual danger. She was just like really concerned for his well-being because of how like bizarre his behavior has been. Um, like. And then
1: the and. Uh. I don't know like one of the the uh, instances she details was like apparently she was dri- they were driving down the highway and they got stuck in traffic and for whatever reason Tony Ferguson had like a like a panic attack or something hopped out the car like jumped the guardrail and was just gone and he did not appear until like several hours later at their home like nothing had happened. Mm. Um, like there was a whole thing of just like, put up? Traffic. Like there. Was, like I have Christina's whole account right here. Um, like there. Apparently, he was just up for three days straight. Like, that was a thing that happened where, um, he thought, okay, so on February 5th, Christina wrote that Tony did not sleep, and he believed that there would be a great flood as a result of the lunar eclipse. Tony allegedly purchased a life raft and took Christina and their son on a uh, drive inland all the way to Palm Desert, California, about 111 miles from their, their home in Santa Ana.
0: Jeez.
1: Uh, That's a long drive. Yeah. Uh, Tony woke her and her son up in the middle of the night and said they had to leave because they were not safe. Tony promised to seek help with mental issues if there was no flood, but later refused. Uh, February 12th this is seven days later. Uh, Tony had, us had what Christina described as a psychotic break or panic attack. He screamed in her face, sweared at her, and believed that she was someone else she wrote i woke up late at night to tony standing over me accusing me of being a witch christina wrote that tony uh i'm sorry february 16th christina wrote that tony unplugged the refrigerator and turned off half the light uh the power in the home because he believed there was cameras in the refrigerator and ceiling fan and that he was being watched he also cut the, the wires to the heat and air conditioning unit she wrote because he believed there were tracking devices in them February 19th, Tony allegedly agreed to be taken for uh, psychological help at Keck Medical uh, Center at USC. Christina and her father went to pick him up, she wrote. When they arrived, they saw the uh, the furniture and walls in the home had been destroyed. The mantle had been ripped off the wall because Christina wrote that Tony had believed there was a hidden doorway under the fireplace. Santa Ana police were called that day, which is also around the time she moved into her parents' home. March 5th. Christina wrote that she picked up Tony to meet him again to take him to the uh, uh, Keck Medical Center. While they were driving, they hit the traffic. Uh, they hit traffic on the 405 in Los Angeles. While in the car, uh, while oh, while the car was moving, Christina wrote that Tony jumped out onto the freeway, ran away, jumped over a fence, and disappeared. He did make it back to their family residence later. According to Christina's uh, Christina Ferguson's declaration to the court, Tony Ferguson, 35, to arrived at the her parents' home, where Christina had been residing on March 7th. Tony allegedly asked her, uh, asked their son want to go for a ride. Christina said that she told Ferguson it was too late and he could not take their son. She wrote that she and her mother stood in front of the door to prevent Tony from leaving, but he pushed them both out of the way, ran back into the house, out the back door, and over the fence, all with his son in his arms. Christina wrote that Tony had left his cell phone and car behind and ran away on foot with his, their son who was not wearing a diaper or shoes. It was also writing out. There are many frightening instances which I have yet to list in these declarations. However, I have videos and photos of Tony, uh, Tony's frightening, irrational, par- and paranoid behavior, which depicts Tony crying, laughing, muttering, yelling, etc., for no apparent rational reason. So there you go. Yeah, that's,
0: that's a lot. Um... I guess the uh, in an update which happened like as of about 4 or 5 hours ago uh Tony did uh make an Instagram post just basically saying that uh he's in good spirits now and uh I guess the UFC is helping him uh you know get the help that he needs um so that that that's a good thing, you know, com- coming from all of this. So hopefully that works out cuz that's just, you know,
1: that's scary. That,
0: Yeah, that's, that's kind of, that's kind of scary, like, luckily that situation didn't turn any worse, like, it, it probably could have been a lot worse, that, that, yeah, that's, that's just,
1: like, wow, um, again, like, Probably not. Probably for the best. Like not even probably. Like definitely good thing he's not fighting at the moment. Um, I I, like I don't know how to process that to be honest with you. Like because we we have we have um both fun at a lot of the uh, eccentricities of Tony Ferguson. Yeah, you know, there's a man who kicks pipes because he believes it helps him, you know, kick harder in the cage. Um you know, he he's hit he's doing like um
0: yeah, he's doing real life anime workouts. Yeah. Like the man is just like he's he's just making up workouts on the fly and we just kinda like oh, I guess that's just what he you know, that's that's just what he does. That's just that's just Tony.
1: Right, so it, it kind of just colors a lot of the past stuff we knew about him with a little different, you know. Yeah. Because who, like, like I said, like he was apparently at one time on med- a medication, like, you know, that he was prescribed in like twenty eleven or something like that. Um I'm imagining, like, the, like, he's been on all types of other medication for other things. Like, there's a dude who. You know, after the, the the Johnson fight, had to take a year off because he tore his like elbow or something. Um, and then you know all the recent injuries he's had against, um, you know, his fights, uh, his fights being canceled against Khabib. Like I can't, like I'm I imagining he was taking stuff for those, and like the stuff he was taking, and like the like the the schizophrenia medication. I'm imagining that it doesn't mix well. So if he stopped taking it, I can see why. Um, and like and like Christina said, like there are other instances that she has yet to document. Um, I, I yeah, I, I'll say one thing. I'm I'm happy. I'm I'm happy. Tony Ferguson's gotten all the support he has from both uh you know perfect like the UFC like you know his employers and from like the fans because. I could, I could have seen uh, like I, I don't expect a and lot this, of
0: fans. Yeah, yeah, this this could have turned into, and I, I'm lucky like I didn't really I heard you know because the internet gonna internet right, but like on my timeline I actually didn't see I didn't see any of that like everybody I saw was, you know everybody's pulling for him everybody's wishing for the best, um, so that that was good to see on my timeline because th- this could have easily been like an internet troll job and people just could have. This this could have went another way. We y'all y'all know how the internet is. Right. right? Um, so uh, I'm glad it didn't it didn't turn into that. So the, I think that literally
1: the only person I've seen take any shots at Tony has been Khabib and Nurmagomedov. Yeah, and that, and that was just because he told him like and all that was was he told him to stop smoking. Because because he Tony Ferguson said he will be back and he'll be Khabib or whatever, <laughs> but um. Yeah, like I'm I'm happy for like the fan support, I'm happy for being understanding. Um there, there was one thing I wanted to talk about in this fight and it is just escaping my mind right now. Or with this situation. Um Yeah, no.
0: I I'm just, you know, I hope he, he takes off as much time as he needs, you know. Fighting is great. I mean, it's gotta suck because that is the way that you know you make your living. That's your your source of income. But you know, you can't work if you can't take care of yourself. Right. You know those. You know, and that that's with any kind of health issue, mental, physical. Like you, you can't work if you're not in your best. You know, you you need to be as close as to 100 percent you can get. So you know how much every time he needs to take off, man. I, I hope it. It works out. I hope he gets the, he, uh, the help he needs. And I'm, I'm pretty sure whenever he comes back, because I, I don't think for a second that this is the last we've seen of him, um, you know, I'm pretty sure he'll be back, and he'll be back right in the cage doing doing all the wild stuff again. But, you know, hopefully he'll just be in a better, you know, a, a better mental space. Um, but nah, man, just, you know, well well wishes to Tony, man. I'm, I'm glad he's getting help, and you know we'll we'll just we'll keep an update keep an eye on the situation and you know just just hope it continues to get better so you know all all, all shout outs and and prayers prayers to Tony Ferguson and his family Ugh, all right that was
1: kind of heavy that is i mean thank god it's not it it, it, it didn't escalate to the uh, a point where somebody was in real danger
0: yeah that that yeah that would have been rough but all right, so let's move on to the main event. Gonna bring bring a little more, a little more lightheartedness. Uh, let's talk about some fights, man.
1: Oh, speaking of which, um, I, I know you're uh, David Benavidez fan, the man with the 20 twenty thirty punch combination. <laughs> I workout.
0: randomly watched that again the other day. Uh, he,
1: he's about he's he's fighting uh Jillian Love right now or whatever the fuck his name is. Get a Benavides.
0: Throw another throw another eighty piece out there. <laughs> <laughs>
1: That's what you do when you're on cocaine, my brand. <laughs> that KO is so mesmerizing. <laughs> but um It's really upsetting to me that weed's a performance enhancing drug, but cocaine isn't.
0: All right, because cocaine like cocaine has to like numb the pain.
1: Dude, cocaine makes you fucking superman. Are you kidding me? <laughs> <laughs> like
0: Like, yeah. It's it's weird. It's weird. Boy, Golden State is beating the bricks off of OKC. That's another story for another day. Oh, Lord, the Jazz are killing the nuts. (laughs) Hey, my Spurs won. All right. Moving on to the fights, man. Uh, UFC fight night. Lord. (laughs) UFC fight night on ESPN Plus 5.
1: Or. Or Or. Or. Or.
0: Or. ESPN,
1: UFC Fight Night. UFC Fight Night, ESPN, uh, what is it, Till vs. Masvidal, or UFC Fight Night 147? <laughs>
0: 147. yeah. Yeah, that's, that's that's a lot, that's a lot of names. I mean... Oh, real, real real quick, This I don't know why this just made me think of this, Um, I, I should have said this in the very beginning of the podcast, a quick, like, minor scheduling change. Um, I normally put podcasts out on Tuesdays at like 12. Like I actually just schedule it on SoundCloud and on YouTube. Um, I'm probably going to move that up. Um, I don't know why it just randomly hit me the other day that putting these out at 12 is just kind of stupid. Um, so normally what we do is we record on weekends and like by Monday, I have it edited by like Monday night and I can just put it out whenever I want to. So I'm probably just going to start with just releasing these like literally like Tuesday at like 1 a.m so if you're in your morning traffic rush you can listen eating breakfast you can listen you don't gotta wait all the way till 12 Uh, so that that i'll I'll be making that change so you'll just get podcasts on the same day but it'll just be like six hours earlier so there you go but anywho UFC on ESPN plus (laughs) five till versus Mazdal um this went down in London which was great time zones for once are awesome card started early and ended early, which is the only reason we're even recording this right now because it went off at a very respectable time uh, but Let's just uh, start this from the top man main event Jorge Masvidal versus Darren Till um, Man this is an interesting matchup when this first this fight first got announced um, We haven't seen Masvidal in a while till you know coming off a very very disappointing uh performance against woodley um so it it was was just going to be interesting to see how this this fight played out and I, i i think we we predicted this fight on this podcast a couple of times i think we both picked i don't know if we both picked masvidal but we both said we would not be shocked if he won because till just for all the talent he has his flaws seem to
1: just Reappear more often than not. Um, Like this was like the ultimate. Like Till should have won this fight. Yeah. Like on paper, like Masvidal was going to give him the fight he wanted. So uh, methodical. He's he's not a volume puncher. He's not going to be able to out jab the longer dude like until. And and we, we we saw briefly basically what, you know, what, what should have happened, which was Till was going to connect on Masvidal when he showed up along the cage and, and just blast the shit out of him. And he did. And, um, that lasted all of, like, 20 seconds. Yeah. And then he lost complete <laughs> control of the fight.
0: Yeah. It, it... And we, we, we talked about this a little bit before we started recording. But I knew this fight was going to go downhill for Till. Uh, downhill for Till. After he blasted Masvidal with that straight. And Masvidal lived. And I was like, oh, so Masvidal can take this. Um, you're in trouble. Because the, the first round was very, it, it was a high pace. And if I was to pick on which of these two fighters could keep up. To keep up that pace for five rounds. It definitely wasn't Till. I was like, Masvidal can probably do this for five rounds. Or at least, maybe he'll slow down a little bit. But not a ton. Till, on the other hand, you can't keep this pace for five rounds. Um, And Till just... Like I said, man, it's it's the same... Same problem, different fight. Now, I will say, because I've criticized him before, that... <laughs> I always say he throws an average of three punches around. Um he threw a little more than that. He, he he was active, you know. He he was throwing. Um, I mean, he was landing. He put he put Masvidal down. He, he he landed a couple good shots uh with Masvidal against the cage. But a lot of Till's problems, man. Um it's just kind of like he just relies on his strength
1: and his size.
0: Yeah, and his size to just, like, kind of win him fights. But he doesn't really have, like, a... There's no, like, game plan. There's no... There's, there's, well, it's not even, there's it's not even like
1: there isn't a game plan. There's there's no, like... The, he, he has a very incomplete roadmap of what he wants to do. It's like... Uh, like he 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 is cutthroat Conor McGregor. Like he he is going to he's big and long and he's going to walk you down and hit you with the power hand. But when you throw on Conor, Conor is ready to counter. He's ready to quarter pivot out and hit you with something, or you know he's ready to disengage. Like Till doesn't do any of that. Like he he literally. will... T- Like, the most I've seen Till do when somebody throws at him is he'll take two steps back and shell up. And that's what he did here. He took a step back, tried to shell up, thought his... Like, I I think he thinks that, like, his length is going to protect him from people being able to touch him. Like, it's going to give him time to move and stuff. But he never actually moves. Mm. Yeah, he... He he
0: strictly just kind of plots for it. Like he doesn't use a lot of footwork. His head <laughs> his head didn't move until he gets his head only moves when he gets hit. Like he doesn't he doesn't really you know. It's just not a lot going on other than him plotting forward and throwing power shots and just hoping like I'll just land more than you. And against a guy like Masvidal, who you know if you know Masvidal's history, man, long lift strike force. Dude's been around here, man. He's been around this block for a long time. Like, dude's just been fighting in general, you know, going from from the backyard days up until now. Like, Masvidal knows what he's doing in there. Albeit it doesn't always translate to win sometimes, but, you know, he's a crafty dude. And at least Masvidal, he, he can use footwork. He uses head movement. He can slip a punch. As, as much as he can't get in like wild exchanges he, he still has like these other techniques that can get him out of bad spots as for Till it's just kind of like you know I'll give one to take one I guess or I'll just keep giving one and hope you don't really hit me back and <laughs> you just look at the difference in just like the speed and I just I knew it was going to be a problem because Till couldn't put him away and I'm like just. If this fight would have went longer, I just envisioned Masvidal just would have worn... He just would have outworked him. Because they were, you know, it's not like Till didn't have moments. Like, he landed good strikes, but he couldn't... Outside of that first, like, left, he didn't really, like, really, really stun Masvidal like that. And Masvidal's getting hits off. He's landing nice combinations. And it was just weird, though, because Till, <laughs> you, you look at their body size... Till looked like he was about two weight classes above him. Because he which, is. Yeah, technically he really is. Because Masvidal at welterweight is basically just a blown-up 155-er. And Till is a welterweight, but dude is huge, man. Like, you just look at, like, their body mass, just like the thickness of their muscles. Till is so much bigger than he was. But when Masvidal could take those hits, I'm like, all Till really has is the power. Like, if that, if he can't put Masvidal to sleep, He's not going to outwork him cuz he's not Till's not a workhorse like that. Like is is that's just not really what he does. And Masvidal is probably better in every other facet pretty much. Um but I did not think Masvidal was going to take his soul. Um I envisioned that Masvidal would just kind of box him up for 5 rounds and that's just how it would go, but uh it only took 2 um <laughs> Masvidal, like, he kind of, like, flipped out a right and then switched to a left, and the left just, like, deaf on impact. And he landed another shot while Till was going down, but he didn't need to. Till, Till soul left the arena, like, the second that left hand touched him. And his head bounced off the canvas twice. Yeah. Um, like... Once again, though, speed advantage. Like, he... Masvidal got in so quick, like, I don't think Till, well, Till didn't, he literally didn't know what happened, like, when they lifted him back up, finally, like, he asked his coaches, like, what, what, like, at least I thought I saw him mouth it, like, what happened, like, well, he didn't see that, I didn't see it, in real time, I had no idea what happened, it happened so fast, like, I, I feel like I looked down at my phone for, like, a second, and I looked up, and Till was just falling over.
2: Yeah,
1: freaking. Matt Masville with the fast ass hands, man. Um, like during during the promo for this fight, Till's coach and I don't know what his name is. Um, I'm not very familiar with Till's camp. Um, talked talk, kind of talked extensively about like um, you know, like the work they do, like. Uh, about like oh like one of the things we try to do for till every time he steps in the cage uh, like every time is like teach him new stuff and you know have him play with new concepts and everything like that and it's just like till's the same dude who fought like nicholas dalby all those years ago you know mm. like he's not Growing and I, I I've mentioned in the past like in part it's probably in due to just how much effort and time in his camp goes to cutting weight. Um. But like Tills in that same boat that guys like Cody Garbrandt and Francis Ngannou are where they got rushed to a title fight. The, the 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 they even like somebody figured them out then they like then they got have to fight the rest of the top ten and now people know how to beat them and now they're struggling to play it together like and till's probably like you can go back to the Wonderboy boy fight where like Wonder boy was not doing much. Anytime Till would try to close the distance, he'd like throw out these like you know pitter patter punches with and close on a leg kick. Until would just kind of just shell up and not do anything. Like there's no counter punching. There's no uh, there's there's no there's no concert, there's no concerted defensive effort. Like he doesn't even use his feet to get out to get away from these situations. Like he just he just kind of shuts down and assumes that like the other like it's it's very your turn my turn. Striking, Alright. And it, it's just not. That's it, just not gonna work at like the highest levels of MMA. Mm. Um,
0: especially like when you don't. At, at, at the least, if you're gonna fight like that, you got at least move your head, try to duck some punches, try,
1: don't, try don't to like, them one punch at a time.
0: Right, like. <laughs> Like, if you're going to fight like that, there are other things you're going to have to add to your game. Right. Like, you got to slip some, you got to slip a jab every now and again or something. Like, you can't just, pit uh, pit for Pat is not going to win you a belt. It's just, it's just not. Like, unless you're a heavyweight and you just carry, like, that kind of scary knockout power that you can just kill anybody in one hit, bro, you can't, that's not going to, yeah, it's not going to cut it. It's just, it's just not going to
1: cut. Like, and that's why we, like, that's why as long as Tills not at, like, 170, 170, like, I think he's going to be more Cody Garbrandt than he's going to be, like, Francis Agano. Like, because Francis Agano could stay the same fighter for the rest of his career, and he will probably look into another title shot.
0: All right.
1: Like, w- 170 for, it might be boring, but these guys are good, like, at, at the top, like... Santiago Ponzinibbio watched that fight last night, uh, today, and, like, he knows how to beat Darren Till now. Like, maybe, I don't know if he can execute on the game plan, but, like, the game plan is out there, until Till has shown no ability to just, like, you know, to adapt. Um, like, you could see, like, at a certain point in the first round, Matt Fidel just figured out that if he kept throwing... Till would do nothing in return. So he just stops caring about his own defense. (laughs) (laughs) And just starts, like, it just uncharacteristically just starts throwing these big power punches. it's just like, oh, he's just, he's figured it out. It's over.
0: Yeah,
2: he,
0: (laughs) like, he's in there smiling, having a blast. And the thing is, like with with Masvidal, albeit like that, that's still a little reckless because Till does hit hard, but I can I, I can trust Masvidal a little bit because I've been watching him fight for like a while now, like
1: since he was fighting Ray in backyards, man. Right, <laughs> like Masvidal honestly hasn't changed
0: all that much. Like he's still he's gotten better, but at at his core, I think he's he's the same guy that we've been seeing for a while. But like he's still he's still really good, like. And I think we've said this about Masvidal before. Like, Masvidal fought a lot of the best guys. Like, his name used to, he he didn't always get, like, the accolades. um, Maybe partially because he might have lost a couple of fights he should have won, you know, here and there. But he's fought the best of the best. Dude has been around this game for a long time. There's probably not much you can really throw at him that he hasn't seen. And I think the worst thing you can give a guy like Masvidal is confidence. Like, if he takes your best shot and you can't put him out, good luck, <laughs> because now now he's about to start working you. And like, he's a fighter's fighter, so he just he just he's not gonna stop. Like, it's just gonna it's just gonna keep coming until you either put him out or he puts you out. And we we all saw how that ended.
1: <laughs> just a quick update here David Benavides just absolutely mauled the crap out of Julian uh, Joy and uh, Love hey, dude, there we dude, go like, second round like, absolute got his lunch money <laughs>
0: he ran his pockets, yeah <laughs> alright, I'll, I'll have to check that out check out who Benavides. but no nah, man, like, props to Mazda um there's uh, for one, like I said, long live force, A- Another example of fighters who did not get like their start in the UFC and came over to the UFC and have done uh, very well for themselves. Um, like I said, Masvidal he has been around this game for so long. Um, never has an easy fight, I and mean, he's always fighting. Just, I mean, just just look—Darren Till, Wonderboy, Maya Cerrone. Pearson Larkin, Bendo, Al Quinta Pat Healy way back when. Uh, Gilbert. Like, yeah, Gilbert, KJ Noons, Paul Daly. Like, you just look at the names he's fought. And this dude has just, he's been in there with everybody.
1: Rafael out Yeah. Like,
0: it's good to, I mean, for one, for him, because he was on a two-fight skid. So, I mean, for one, just good to see him get back in the win column. You you get back in the win column in a very emphatic fashion, knocking out somebody who just fought for a title. Um, and you just knocked out a dude who was, like, two weight classes above you, realistically speaking. <laughs> so, like, Masvidal's just winning at, like... And then he went 2 and because he fought again in the back. Um, yeah. Um.
1: <laughs> Got, like, people, like, if, if a man made his career... Beating up Kimbo Slice's like protege in like a backyard. And it was fighting in like shipyards in Miami. Like the dude is about that life and he will throw yeah. hands with you.
2: For real, for real. It
1: doesn't matter if you're <laughs> yeah. it, it doesn't matter if you're in a fucking parking lot, the backstage of a UFC card, in front of a police station. <laughs> Yeah, you catching these hands? <laughs> he, will, he will fight you if you if you if you present the option to him.
0: And I I, I posted this on Twitter. I've gotten quite a amount of retweets and likes. Appreciate y'all. Um, but I, I'll just say this last bit before we move on to the next fight. Um, about the the just a quick and I don't want to go too much on this because one of our questions is actually kind of sort of about what happened. But uh, Masvidal got into an altercation with Leon Edwards. Um, I won't go into it in full until we get to the question, but I'll just say this quick part. Um, as someone who you know, spent a, a large portion of my life in East Baltimore, I've seen a lot of fights. Um, just, just a lot of fights. <laughs> if anybody ever walks towards you with their hands behind their back and they're very calm, you're about to get beat up. You should probably put your hands up and probably stop talking. Um, anybody who's that calm in a heated situation of words is ready to fight. So, right. Le- yeah, Leon found that out the hard way. He, he caught a, a. That was the quickest three piece I think I've ever seen. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> but we'll get to that later. We we have a, we had a fan question and well, one of them related to that incident. So we'll we'll revisit that uh, at the end of the episode. But congrats to Masvidal, man. Just great performance awesome ko violent ko just the man's winning that life he got the hundred thousand dollars like salute to jorge man he's just he the man's just winning he, he came back and he, he's just winning that life so i'm all for it man i'm all for jorge he's a violent uh violent welterweight give, give the man another fight you know wh- whoever wants it just let, let him throw hands he, he's just one of those guys is going to give you a good out. Night in, night out. It's, it's going to be a good fight.
2: Apparently,
1: Kamara Usman wants it. Because that's what um, his, his... That's what Ali Abdelaziz wa- uh, said.
0: Nah, he need to he need to fight Leon. <laughs> but... <laughs> speaking of... Uh, Leon Edwards moving on to the co-main event. Uh, Leon Edwards took on Gunnar Nelson. Um, man... I gotta say, I wasn't surprised that Leon won. But I did not think it would be so one sided. And for anybody who didn't watch the fight, do not pay attention to the judges' scores. How this was even a split decision makes zero sense. Also don't
1: pay any attention to Max not Max. Freaking um Hardy. What he said I didn't notice. Uh the man is just constantly on Gunnar Nelson's Balls.
0: No. <laughs> <laughs> like,
1: like, if, like, you go back and you watch the, um, the Rick Story fight, he commentates, where he's like, "Oh, Gunnar Nelson could be up," after he, 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 spent the previous five rounds getting his ass beat. Like,
2: <laughs> he,
1: he, he, the man just has like a crush on Gunnar.
0: Well, uh, Gunnar caught the blues yeah uh, in this fight I I was surprised I'm not gonna lie I didn't like I said I wasn't surprised that Edwards won but I didn't think it would be a slacking um Leon bought out the paddle and he just spanked Gunner. (laughs) he just spanked this man for three rounds um it was a great fight from Edwards like I I really I really love when fighters do do the whole I'm gonna punish you coming out the clinch thing because I feel like that's an opportunity that like not a lot of people take advantage of.
1: Mm-hmm. They, where in those,
0: apparently those they great, made a note of it. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> in those very split second moments where you know a, a clinch is initiated and that split second when it's released and Gunnar you know drops his guard for a little bit, sneaking a little elbow, you know. I can't say little because they were hard. Like Leon was, <laughs> he he was clocking Gunner with elbows when they were released from the clinch, and he dropped them with one of them and laid some some nice uh, Donkey Kong ground and pound, as I like to call it. Um, no, I mean Leon just did a he did a, he owned every facet of this fight. Like all Gunner's game plan was is I'm gonna try to land this straight, and then I'm gonna rush in for a, a takedown and hope it works and (laughs) it didn't like leon did a great job of controlling distance like i said and the the clinch fights when they would um exit the clinch he would always catch him with something coming out of the clinch he won the grappling exchanges which was wild to watch um he just he controlled every single facet of the fight like and it was it was weird at first because like gunner's not a guy typically you really want to tango on the ground with but when you saw how in control he was with the grappling situation, it was like, oh, okay, he's he's fine. Like so, he was like he wasn't really in any. There weren't many parts in this fight where he was in at like any danger. Like
1: the end of the third. Other than
0: he and then the third, he got mounted in like the last minute. Yeah, like the last minute, and he ended up surviving that. That that could have been bad because that was such a good performance. So luck, luckily that didn't turn into something terrible. But gunner had nothing for him like and anything gunner threw like leon had an answer for and yeah, poor poor gunny he just he got schooled like leon really took that man to school and just kind of like i said every, every facet of the fight you can think of leon won. right like
1: um So like Garner is not Brian Barbarana or um, Kamara Usman or uh, who's the other dude? B Edwards? Uh, well, well, I'm sorry. Uh, let me rephrase. Uh, Barbarana didn't beat Edwards, but he did drop him. Um, Claudio Silva. So he he's not like any of those dudes. Like, and we have a good comparison because we saw Cardio Silva fight earlier in the night. He's not aggressive to the point where he's going to make edwards mess up um like gunner is very much a i'm going to pressure you until you do something bad and then i'm going to hit you with my right hand and then submit you from there like that that is gunner's game quite essentially um and there's not a lot of meat to it like it's very much relying on him being like a really great athlete and the other guy uh you know, falling prey to like, I guess you could say his aura. But Edwards is nothing but else, but a um, uh, like I, I guess discipline is the word. Like, there there are certain phases of like kickboxing he really likes, where he where he feels comfortable, and when he doesn't feel comfortable, he will get out of dodge as quickly as possible. And if you're not like a Brian Barbarino type, where you'll throw a three punch combination to put Edwards in the spot where he doesn't want to be, you're, you're you're not going to. You're, you're not going to force him into something he doesn't want to be in, you know? Right. right? So like,
0: yeah, he he disengaged a couple. Yeah, times.
1: no, like he he was just like legit, like yeah, no, we're not doing this, and then we proceed to circle away.
0: Yeah, ah, uh, not not the foreshadow. He he. <laughs> he did what danny roberts should have done in my opinion we'll get to that though
1: we'll get there um but like and he was the one who in like when it got to the clinch Edwards was the one who was initiating the clinch and he was the one who was controlling the underhooks and he was the one who was controlling when when and where the fight would go to the ground and like yeah, Gunnar Nelson's like a great jiu-jitsu fighter, but I think he—I think they even said that Edwards mentioned it in their like um their fighter commentary meetings, like where like when was the last time you ever saw Gunnar Nelson on his back in, in like MMA and like the only answer I could come up with was when Maya, you know, schooled him, and when Jorge Santiago kept putting him on his back, like, and the other thing is Edwards wasn't giving. Like they weren't these weren't traditional like jiu-jitsu, like phases of the game. It was like very much a ride heavy attack from Edwards when he would take um when he would take Gunner down. Like it like all around, just a really smart performance. Like and as not even mentioning the, like the, the elbows he was throwing on the inside because he threw like the one that caught uh, Gunner in the second round and really hurt him get like, yeah, that was a really nice one, but, like, there were other ones he was throwing in the fight where where he was basically just in distance, and, like, Gunnar was not doing anything, so he, he would just come over the top of the elbow. And, like, his team, like he and his team said before the fight, like, Gunner's a karate dude. He's used to having his hands low, so every time we disengage from the clinch, he's going to put his hands low to look for the strike, so we're just going to come over the top of the elbows. And punches on the inside and turned out it was the most meaningful offense of the whole fight.
0: It, it literally worked every single yeah.
1: time.
0: <laughs> like every single time it worked.
1: That's some um what was that? DC C P level stuff. Where you just that's just stuff you pick up on.
0: And it's like Edwards' game isn't like super flashy. But good just good fight IQ. Just a, a good mixture of using your talents to the best of their abilities and being just smart about what you do, you know.
1: Right.
0: It, it was just like he just he fought like the almost a perfect fight, you know. Like I said, he, he did get mounted in the third with like a minute left, but he he did everything you would want somebody to do against Gunnar, other than get a finish.
1: Like like I said, man, like his run has been more impressive to me than Darren Till's. Um it's it hasn't been as flashy. It doesn't have like the Steven Wonderboy Thompson knockdown, but like you have like you have seen him grow into a complete fighter from the dude who got out wrestled by like Claudio Silva in his first UFC fight. Like, he's nine and two in the UFC.
0: Yeah, with wins over, let's see, we got Seth Brzezinski, Vicente Luque, Albert Tumanov, Barbarina... Yep, Cerrone, Nelson, eh, well, Peter Sabata, I forgot. Oh, he knocked him out. Yeah, so he's got a lot of, yeah, a lot of quality wins under his belt, and like within like the last, I would say like three to four, like he's looked really good. So like clearly he's he's getting better.
1: Um. Um. Yeah, you like know, I, I still have questions about like w- when so much of your game is wrestling based and you are more of a jack of all trades than you are a specialist in a division where all the specialists tend to be really good like wrestlers I still have questions about um you know how he handles the top top of the division like we've seen him against Kamaru Usman and to his credit he's he gave Kamaru trouble in that fight if i remember right like it, it was not like it was one sided but Usman struggled with like the takedown and stuff like that. Um But again, yeah, no that that like I'm I'm interested to see where like I'm interested to see those fights. Like he he has the setup for the Masvidal fight now. So why not?
0: Yeah, that's, <laughs> we got all the storyline and promo footage we need. Uh <laughs> but yeah, man, great great performance from, from Edwards, man, just almost a flawless performance um real quick no. why did the why was the crowd booing him and cheering Gunn?
1: um two reasons apparently at the the weigh in slash free fight conference Edwards was very vocal about the fact that he should be in the main event over Till um and you know Till is the hometown boy so ah okay They, they didn't appreciate that yeah um also, Gunnar Nelson, closely linked to one Conor McGregor.
0: Yeah, true.
1: So he's just kind well, of passed all uh, over Europe. So,
0: guess guess what, guys?
1: Edwards probably should have been in that main event. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> hey, Till would have had a better shot against Edwards than he did against Masvidal. Uh, yeah. For yeah. for all of Edwards' skills, volume and pressure are not one of, uh, either of them. Well,
0: too late for all that noise now. Yep. <laughs> yeah, but, nah, man, great great performance from Edwards, man. He just, he really just, he just shut Gunner down. That's, that's, that's pretty much all there is to say. Um, And somehow it was a split decision. Don't understand that. Some wonky
1: ass refereeing and judging on this fight, a card.
0: Yeah. But moving on to another fight that was a split decision. Uh, Dominic Reyes and Vulcan Uzdemir had a, had a little scrap, you know. F- feature of 205 hanging in the balance. <laughs> um, I-, I knew this was going to be a tough, a tough outing for Reyes. You know, for Vul- Vulcan's just one of those dudes that, like, he, you know, I feel like Vulcan's like the super prototype of a 205er. Like, I can hit hard. I'm really tough. And I hit hard. <laughs> like, <yeah. Crazy. laughs> like, that's that's Like, that's 205 in a nutshell. And he, he does that really well. Um, like, while Reyes won this fight by the skin of his teeth, um, I, de- I definitely think Volkan gave him a lot of problems. Um, he, he definitely showed some, probably some, some holes in Reyes' game that he may need to fix and then work on. Um. I don't know if I'm, you know, I, I don't like really using the R word, the, the robbery. Because um, I thought it was a pretty close fight. Um, I, I feel like this fight probably depends on how you scored the first round. Because I think I gave the second, the Vulcan, and I think Reyes stole the third. Um, he started landing a lot of good body shots um, in the third round. and I think those kind of stole him the fight. He, he was starting to, I don't say pick it up, but he, he was working a little more in the third. So I think it kind of came down to how you scored the first round. But um, Vulcan did a really good job of just, it looked like he just had Reyes really uncomfortable in a lot of that fight because he just, constant pressure, man. Vulcan just never backs down. Like, the dude is just always in your face, and he hits crazy hard. Um, He he just kind of had, it looked like he had Reyes on alert <laughs> a lot of the time. But, I mean, good on Reyes. He, he, he moves around a lot. He tries to keep himself out of bad spots. He he did get tagged. um, He did get tagged a couple of times. Um, I kind of wish what he did in the third, he would have did earlier in the fight, like as far as just like more body shots and just more output. Because I I think they mentioned it during the uh, somebody said it during the broadcast that it didn't really seem like he had like much of a game plan. He was just kind of fighting. And
1: I don't think that's (laughs) fair.
0: I don't know. He, I think he easily could have. I didn't say easily. He definitely could have lost this fight. This fight definitely could have went the other way. He, um, I think that pressure just really did, like, kind of get to him. Like he, he was, he just seemed really uncomfortable at first. Um, he is another guy. He does. He moves a lot, man. He. Yeah. He, uh, yeah. He, and I mean, it's on one hand, like you know. It's good, you you know you don't want to be like a you know you don't want to be a stationary target, but I I was just thinking that like when I saw him just he he just he he does so much movement that I'm like if if this was a title fight could you keep that up for five rounds where you're constantly shifting to your left to your right trying to evade like there's always he's never really sitting still um he's never really sitting still too much like he doesn't really give himself a break. Um, but, you know, it, it was a tough fight. It was a close fight. Um, I don't know. It was, it was, it was just a really tough fight. I, I wish I had more like specific to say, just like I said, he, what he did in the third, I would like to see more of earlier. Cause I think he, he can get like really creative with the strikes. He can put together combinations. He can go to the body. Um, he did, he did uh for early in the fight he was throwing a couple of head kicks and then there were all and then there were just moments in between that where it just seemed like he was kind of out there just trying really hard not to get his head taken off um which i mean i can't really fault him for because Vulcan's a killer so you don't want to catch one of them one twos but no nah, he definitely had to work for him. this probably the hardest fight that he was that Reyes was in he definitely had to work for every inch of this win um so congrats to Reyes. At least, at least we saw—I I would say—a fight where he got, you know, it was somebody who wasn't gonna go away, and he still found a way to to inch out a win. Um, so good, good, good on him for that. But yeah, really, really tough, really tough fight for Reyes.
1: Yeah, um, like you said, the the pressure from Vulcan was definitely like this is what happens when the guy. Uh Reyes' fighting does not overextend and give him the big counter opportunity that we're used to seeing him put guys away with. Um like <clears throat> I I had Reyes win the last two rounds pretty definitively, to be honest. Um I thought he did the cleaner work. I thought I did the, he landed more. I think Vol I thought Vulcan's output just dropped drastically after that first round. Um Um I'm not in the boat like where everybody else was like, Oh, this is just sh- this just shows that Reyes can't beat Jones or you know, Reyes is not that good or whatever. Um but he he's five years into his fighting career and this is like the first time he has had a tough fight. Um and this is good. This this is good this is good. Um this is this, like you, you need stuff to you need to know where you're bad at and you need to know where you can improve and you need to know that you can lose the first round and then come back and win the fight late. You know what I mean?
0: Yeah, and better to find that out now in this fight than in a title right. fight. Right? Like, <laughs>
1: like th- there's a good shot Johnny Walker will fight for the UFC title. We still won't know if he's any good until after the after like John Jones finishes beating him beating his ass for like five <laughs> rounds, <laughs>
2: right. like
1: Anthony Smith style. Um, but like i'm like I do think he moves a little bit too much. I think he'd be better off like going for more takedowns or um or or trying to get back to the center of the cage at least where, like it, like he was doing it, but he was taking it felt like he was taking like a lot of really long routes, especially since Vulcan is not a very fast dude, like he has fast hands, but like when it comes to foot speed he is. I think that's what really saved Reyes in this fight. Like, Woken is not the quickest dude on the feet, with his feet. Um, and Reyes was just kind of able to go past him a few times to get back to the center as opposed to, like, having to you know, really, really outmaneuver him. Um, where I would like, um, like, like I said, I really like this fight for Reyes moving forward because like he's like he needs to know what he needs to be better. He need he needs he needs ring time. He needs case time. Like th- that's the most important thing. Like bl- blowing guys out thirty seconds into every fight is not good for y- your development. Uh, uh, event like it, it catches up to everybody. It caught up to Ronda Rousey. Damn it! Like. it... it, it it eventually leaves you with a lot of giant holes you need to fill. Um, right. I, like... Um, I don't really have a lot to say from like, the technical aspect of this fight. Like, like I said, Uzdamir did a really good job of just staying over his feet and not overextending to get knocked out or countered very severely. Um, but his output did wane in the last two rounds... In part because of the body shots, in part because that's just de Demir. He he's going to fade late into a a fight. He he's very much um. Like he lives up to his name. He's no time. Like he he he's a guy who gets after it quick, gets after it early, and if he doesn't, he kind of settles into a pace that's just a little bit slower, a little bit more predictable, and that's what. Um, Reyes needed to climb his way back in the fight in the last two rounds. Also, really great use of um, the leg kick. Um, whenever Reyes would go for a kick, he uh, would counter with his own kick and just come underneath um, the kick of Reyes and kick the back leg. Like That, that was some really slick stuff.
0: What should... Who, who should Reyes get next?
1: Um... If the UFC was smart, uh, I would have said Smith. But even then, that might have been... A, not, not a step too high, but that might have been... Oh Well, now he has to fight for a title. Um, if I'm the UFC... Cause I feel
0: like he's like...
1: He, he's in that dangerous space where you don't want to give him the title challenger because... He might, he could well, lose. Well, he, he would lose. I think that's the thing. <laughs>
0: um,
1: Like, I, I'd say...
0: But the thing is, like, you, you just... Don't, like, you you just, can
1: put him in there with Glover, but Glover doesn't have anything for him.
0: Yeah, I, I was going to say, like, he he's almost in that spot where it's like you, <laughs> you can't backtrack. Like, Vulcan is kind of like the top, still considered like the top of that division. So you, you can't really backtrack and, you know, fight like a, I
1: don't know. The leader TV? Yeah. Like, yeah, is, this is why this division is so hard to build anybody in. It's because, like, Vulcan is a competent fighter. And there's not a whole bunch of other ones. Who who will give you the type of test you want for a prospect? But at the same time, Vulcan's also like a title challenger, which is kind of what you don't want your te- like your prospects to have to like be instantly flung into. Right. Um, like I, maybe, I maybe you, I don't, maybe just bite the bullet and do the Glover fight, like 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 or like. Do you want to risk? Corey Anderson. Do you want to keep these guys on separate tracks just so you have somebody who can fight for the title?
0: Yeah, because I was gonna say you because the only other person out there in the wing is, is Johnny Walker. It, well, I don't. I forgot. Has it been confirmed that who, who's getting the next title shot? I forgot. Was it's that it's Santos. It's Santos. Okay, yeah. So then you got Johnny Walker out in the wing because he just killed Cirque Do you put <laughs> do you you put your two young bulls? Uh, against each other and just kind of see what happens
1: i'd say no just because john's gonna fight four times this year and you need to make sure there's somebody waiting for him right <laughs> like i almost want to say just run the book and fight back <laughs> you know what i mean like because that's, that's the that's the test right there that's the, the slow like pressure fighter who has a decent reach of his own um I don't know. I, may, I maybe you just do the Latifi fight or like a Glover fight or an Anderson fight. Like
0: Shogun <laughs>
1: ranked number fourteen.
0: That still counts. Still
1: counts.
0: Um, hold on. Corey did. I thought Corey had a fight lined up.
1: Not that I see. Maybe he doesn't. just beat Latifi at. Two thirty-two.
0: Okay, all right, that's cool then. Yeah, I, I actually would. I would like the Corey fight then, because I think Corey, I am gonna say Corey would give him problems, but it's it's somebody. Like, I, I guess that's all I can say. Like, it's just it's somebody who's also like meddling somewhere in the top of that division somewhere. He, he's in like the top ten. You know, it, it's just it's somebody to. Keep him busy, but I, I think I, I don't think that's like a, a, a cakewalk. I think it's a winnable fight, definitely. But
1: you know, well, that's right. Glover's fighting Ian Kutal- uh, Kutalaba. See, that might be a good All fight right. for. Uh, that might that would have been a good fight for. Uh, yeah. Raz, but.
0: For oh well. I like I like the Corey fight. I like I like that.
1: Yeah. If only because, like, I don't think they envision Corey Anderson as like a title contender. Yeah,
0: and I think after the Vulcan fight, I want I want to see like one more. I think I need to see Reyes like one more time before I can comfortably comfortably say like, all right, he's he's title ready. He's ready. Let me let me let me see like one more. But I mean, either way, still still a solid performance from him. Like you said, show that he can at least he he can battle back from diversity. Well, I mean adversity <laughs> um.
2: <laughs>
0: y'all it's eleven forty three it's past my old man bedtime i'm I'm deranged <laughs> <But> <laughs> you know he can battle back from adversity um so that that that's a good thing like I said you always want to see that in 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 a prospect, so like we know what he looks like past the second round now or. He's, he's gone. To, has he gone?
1: to this Uh O
0: S
2: P.
1: Yeah, O S P also. So got we, knocked out the into the first round. So
0: yeah. So we 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 know what we know what a three round Reyes looks like, and now we we know what a Reyes kind of like, I guess you could say like what his back against the wall somewhat looks like, and at least he he can find a way to gut out a win. So, shout out to Dominic Reyes, man, continuing the two o five climb, still undefeated. So definitely looking forward to uh seeing him. Uh next. Moving on down to Bantamweight, we got Nathaniel Wood, uh versus Jose Kiones. Jose. Um, Jose. I mean.
1: He 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 is Mexican, not Brazilian. Yeah.
0: Uh, Jose Kiones. Um All I really remember from this fight is Jose doing a lot of bouncing around from the outside, head kind of straight up. Uh, I thought Wood did a good job of countering every time Jose would he he would bounce around the outside and like throw a leg kick. Nathaniel would counter him pretty well. Um, and when Kionis, you know, he he was trying to work the the ground game. And once that didn't work, to me it kind of seemed like a matter a matter of time before Wood was gonna win. <laughs> because like none of the shots that Kionis landed really seemed to like, discourage Wood at all, or, right, you know, <laughs> really give him any reason to, like, not keep pushing forward, like, Wood was just trying to cover distance to get in and just kind of land and just let me catch this guy who keeps bouncing around all over the place, and like I said, he, he did a good job of of countering him, he caught him with a couple of hooks, just he, he landed a couple of good shots, and the, the shots that Kionis landed just weren't really anything of like much substance or super effective he was just you know kind of just getting in and out and Wood just seemed to be the stronger guy i love the the ending like that nice trip that he landed to take yones down
1: um nice and simple and casual
0: yeah just very just oh let's try this real quick (laughs) just just kind of tripped him took him down took his back choked him out um hey man Nathaniel, what was he, two two and o,
1: 3 and zero yeah three and o.
0: 3 and zero um so mean mean good on him I, I I wish I had more but I just feel like this fight didn't really give me a ton
1: yeah like uh Albert, uh Jose Alberto Quinones is like like he's fine he's a good ish bantamweight but th- this just kind of felt like they were feeding wood. You know what I mean?
0: Yeah, throw him in. You, yeah, throw him in his, front of his hometown crowd. You give him somebody that he's most likely nine, nine times out of ten, he, he's gonna get a
1: win. Right. Um, like there was just like a physicality difference between the two. Like as soon as they tied up, you could tell. Like um, mean, not taking anything away from Wood, who you know did the job he was supposed to do and went out there and got the stoppage win. Like you know that the dead just definitely like never looked comfortable being in there with him. Um Yeah. I mean, like yeah, no, just not a lot to say. Like just solid, solid performance from Wood. Did what he had to do. Um got the nice winner from his hometown. Um <clears throat> I hope they match him up with somebody. um, I was about to say like good. um, Somebody rough for him. Like I do I don't want to see him tested.
0: Yeah, because at this point it's kind of, it's almost hard to do. Like I, I, I know he's good. He, he's definitely talented, but it's kind of hard to gauge his, his ceiling, I yeah. guess, or just, just try to figure out like where his placement is. Yeah,
1: because like his two prior fights to this were Johnny Eduardo, who fights like maybe once every year and a half, and is just ridiculously not good on the ground. Like, he's not Jose Aldo's jujitsu coach, he's his Muay Thai coach, and we know why. Um, And Andre Iwell, who you know, he, he had the big win over Hedden Burrell on short notice, but kind of seeing that Henborough's just kind of toast at this point yeah, yeah. so <laughs> um yeah I'm I'm hoping I'll, I'm hoping we see him against like a Cody stamen type maybe not that step up so soon but like somebody in that
0: yeah somebody in that mold somebody
1: from that 11 to 20 range of at weight. yeah so we'll see though
0: but Good, uh, good good, on good Nathaniel, just, like I said, this fight was just, you, you saw Keonez doing a lot of bouncing around, but you knew, it was, it was only a matter of time before Wood was going to get the W. He just needed to land something, or just have one instance where the fight went his way, and he got his little trip, and that was, uh, all she wrote. So he won by rear naked choke in the second round. Uh, moving on down to welterweight, Claudio Silva versus Danny Roberts.
2: Ugh.
1: <laughs> Claudio Silva, man. He, dude's four-fight winning streak in the UFC is... F- uh, but it's Brad Scott, it's Leon Edwards, uh, Nordine Taleb, and now freaking Danny Roberts.
0: That's pretty solid. <laughs>
1: that's,
0: that's a pretty solid win streak. And in this fight, man, he really had to, you know... De- he took some licks. He took some
1: licks. Some bat. Uh, some some generous refereeing.
2: <laughs>
1: but he, he got the he, job done, I guess.
0: He got it done. And and you know what? I I feel for Danny because you never you don't want to see a fight in like that. Like it it just you know. And for those for those who didn't see it, ba- basically the ending sequence was. Uh Silva had Danny in an armbar and Danny was, I guess, in the process of like rolling out of it, but I guess he let out like a grunt so, which the, the referee
1: the, Um okay. Silva had the armbar locked in and Danny Roberts doing what I assume his coaches had probably told him not to do. Like tries to lift him up with the arm that is currently being armbarred, and slam Silva on his head, and in the process lets out like a grunt, like a, you know, like I'm lifting something. It sounded more along the lines of I'm lifting something very heavy, and not so much I'm in great pain Get here. Payer. Please save me. And the, the
0: referee thought otherwise. Yeah.
1: Um. Uh, he looked like he was looking for a reason to stop the fight.
0: Uh, but e- either way, you know, in that second of confusion, the referee took it as a sign that he was in pain, so he stopped it, um, but I, I was going to say, I almost felt like in this fight that Danny, at moments, wasn't really doing himself any favors, like, Danny stanky-legged him, I think in the second, <laughs> like, it was a couple of moments where he was clocking <laughs> Silva. Um, How do
1: you rock somebody so hard, and then not... Like, at the end of the like, I wasn't even sure he won a round in that fight. Like, I'm pretty sure Silva won the first two rounds. <laughs> despite getting seriously hurt in that second.
0: I don't know. Like, he he would stanky-leg Silva. There was one, I don't know if it was the second round, first or the second. Like, he had stanky-legged him, had him on the ground, was landing some pretty good ground and pound. And But he would always, no matter what happened, no matter how many times he rocked Silva he would always find a way to get taken back to the ground. Either it would be him engaging, in which I thought he just should have disengaged and tried to just keep it on the feet because he just kept he kept clocking him so many times. Either he would initiate a clinch or something and get taken down, or uh, one of the knockdowns, Silva just, I thought he was dying, but he just never stopped going for the takedown. Like, he just... <laughs> the man just wouldn't let go and he just took danny down and you know he, he he just kept going and it was just like danny just for every good moment he had there were five more bad moments where he just kept getting put in bad positions. um and then there was the whole um i didn't notice it i, I should have paid more attention to it when i rewatched it but there was a moment where Danny had got taken down and he used his feet to roll off the cage, but apparently he had
1: his foot apparently, in the cage. Uh, the ref said that he had his toes in the cage, which I didn't think, but I didn't have, I, like, I think the camera angle that I saw was not good. But at the same time, Claudio Silva complained because Claudio Silva had an armbar attempt that was looking pretty deep um, before the ref was like, nope. He put his feet in the cage, yeah. so we're going back <laughs> to Mel.
2: He got a, it right.
0: <laughs> yeah, it was it was weird.
1: It it was Silva. It was just ridiculously strong and really good at grappling. Because
0: yeah, man, that dude
1: is. This is a dude who's been the UFC for like five years and only has like four fights, but it, they're all quality wins.
0: Yeah, and like I said, he he had to work to get this one, man. He he got he took some licks. And the man just never, he just never went away. And I don't know, just, I I felt like Danny could have won this. And every time he would engage in grappling, I was like, this isn't going to end well. He's going to catch you with something. And he got caught. And it was, not not only did he get caught, just the way it ended with like that controversy, it just kind of poured some extra salt on the wound. And it's like oh, this. This didn't have to go like this.
1: I mean, didn't though? It's a Danny, it's a <laughs> Danny Roberts fight.
0: <laughs> oh, just ah,
2: uh, uh,
0: just one of those fights you just uh you know, you. I, I really, like, I like Danny Roberts, but God, this fight just it was it was very frustrating to watch. Because I just I felt like even when he was doing good, I was like something's gonna happen, and he because he just. He keeps putting himself in bad situations. It just—it keeps happening. He's not gonna keep escaping really. and he got board for his
1: struggles. While escaping.
0: You're right. While right, while escaping, so it is what it is. But like you said, for Claudio, man, he's continuing to rack up impressive wins. Um. You, you know, ten amen. years from now, he's gonna he be won. fighting for the title. Yeah. Yeah. He'll. Uh, him and a the will get title
1: shots 20 years from now. I, I kind of feel for him like he he's in like that half Sun Tau. I'm brazilian but I'm not for, like I I don't live in brazil Oh
0: yeah he lives in he he
1: place. lives like across the street from the O2 he has a gym right there oh. like right up the road um like he, he he's a brander he's been there for like 12 years apparently and But like, he's in the Rafael Asunza boat where, like, okay, you you spent over a decade living in, like, this other country to train for MMA, and now you don't really have a Brazilian audience that, like, roots for you. And you don't, you're you not really popular where you are, so, like, w- what are we supposed to do with you promotionally?
0: Right. You're, 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 in, uh, you're in UFC. You're in touring. no man's land.
1: Like, it, these yeah. people were booing him. For beating Danny, well, not, they they were bullying him before he beat Danny Roberts. Like I can understand why they were bullying at the end because didn't like the ref's decision. But like, there's a dude who considers himself British. With the fans, though.
0: My advice, Claudio, everybody's got a gimmick. Just uh, <laughs> just you're gonna have to find your gimmick. Hope hope it sticks. Um but yeah, good 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 win on Claudio, uh, Claudio just Hey man, Jiu Jitsu, it pays off. It just it, it pays off. Jiu Jitsu. Just be relentless. <laughs> just just be relentless with it, man. It, it pays
1: off. How do you make a career out just subbing random dudes, man? You can too.
0: <laughs> oh man. But uh yeah, props to Claudio Silva. He he took some He took some hard hits, but he got it done in the third round, so congrats to him. And uh, rounding out the main card, uh, we got Jack Marshman versus John Phillips. Um, Not a ton to really say about this fight other than John Phillips wanted to stand and bang. Jack Marshman said, I'm going to kind of chill. I'm going to
1: kind of, I'm going to use my brain.
0: Yeah, I'm going to, you know, fight from the outside and just, I'm gonna try to hit you, but make it to where you can't hit me as much because I'm gonna use my dad bod footwork, and you know, I'm not going to give in your, not gonna give in to your demands of let's just bang, bro.
1: Like he he didn't. There were there were a lot of beer and steaks in this fight, <laughs> or, or whatever the Welsh equivalent of steak is, yeah, which I assume yeah. is lamb. I'm not. I'm this not was, basing that uh, on this, anything. I don't know anything about whales. <laughs> this,
0: this was definitely a, a tough death. This fight, this fight let whales uh, down. <laughs> yeah, nah, nah, yeah, I don't really got much. It, the most interesting
1: part about this fight was the part where Phillips won it and then proceeded to let it go because I don't know. He he knocks Marshman down in the first round, like bows, like full on butler bows to Marshman so that he stands back up and proceeds to get out boxed for the next <laughs> ten minutes of the fight. It's amazing.
0: That's that's MMA in a nutshell. That's just <laughs> I don't know, man. This, this, this was, yeah, I can't even say it was a middleweight fight because it was a catch weight at 188 pounds,
1: but it was a middleweight fight, it, bro. It, in that's pure it. essence, yes. Yeah, that's, that's the true. most interesting part about this fight was finding out that Jack Marshman deserted the whales army so that he could do it to participate. <laughs>
0: <laughs> yeah, so he left the army, fought, won, and according to him, he will find out his punishment.
1: He's going to get court martialed. You're going be like, we're, we're not court-martialing you because you left. We're court-martialing you because your fight sucked. We all watched it.
0: <laughs> he did not do his country proud. They
1: were all John Phillips fans.
0: Oh, boy. But, uh, hey, man. It is what it win is. Wins to win. Hopefully, uh, yeah, a win, yeah, that is true. When's a win. You still got paid. Hopefully, your uh, your punishment isn't too, uh, you know... Be- best of luck to you, Mr. Marshman, sir. That's that's all I got. But uh, Jack Marshman won via split decision. Um Make of that what you will. I don't, I don't got nothing for you. <laughs> Moving on. To the ESPN plus uh prelim portion of the card. Uh the first fight, which I will not be able to give a ton of insight into because like I watched it but I didn't watch it. Uh, Arnold Allen versus Jordan Rinaldi. All I remember in this fight were there were punches thrown, there were kicks thrown, and then there were flurries every now and again, which I guess Allen seemed to get the better of, and that's just how this kind of played out. Through.
1: I'm sorry, I completely blacked out there. What were we talking
2: about? <laughs>
0: That might be a sign, we should just move on. But, uh,
1: uh, uh Arnold Allen and, uh, Mr. Mr. No, uh, um, Arnold Allen has... Uh, oh my God. Uh, Arnold Allen has a problem where he likes to cruise in fights and kind of fight down to the level of his competition. Like, he, he, he has no second gear. He has... Like, it, I, I shouldn't even say that because, like, the fights where he's losing and then comes back in the third round when he wakes up. It, it, like he obviously has something else inside of him that wakes up when he's in trouble. But other than that, he will just, he's more than happy to just cruise to a decision. win. like Rinaldi was too slow to actually be a threat or do anything. Like and Allen proceeded to just like pick him at like at the slowest pace possible. Except for the last thirty seconds of each round, where he would just flurry Rinaldi and actually hurt him really badly, kind of just bringing home the point that he probably could have finished his fight at any point he felt like it. But that's yeah. not Arnold Allen. He he prefers to I don't know just breeze his way through the fight game.
0: Allen gonna Allen, but as we said earlier, a win is a win. So he got a he got a nice nice unanimous. I mean, is decision, it though? So congrats.
2: This wasn't for Walsh <laughs> pride.
0: do <laughs> If if nothing else, he lived to fight another another day. His his phone will ring again.
1: Just to, just uh, to add a little bit of energy after the, the, those couple of dreary fights. um... Errol Spence woke up, because he, he's just throwing this, he's just out here throwing long-ass combinations and punctuating them with body shots right now,
0: oh, they're currently
1: him. in the sixth round,
0: how's it, how's it looking,
1: Um, Mike Spence is going to break Garcia in the next three rounds,
0: alright, right. All right. We'll, we'll keep you guys updated during, during that, and we'll probably break that down next week, since about between now and then I'll have a chance to watch it, so we'll We'll give you guys a nice little breakdown of that. But Arnold Allen beat uh Jordan Rinaldi via unanimous decision. Uh, moving on down, uh, fight I was pretty excited to see. Uh, Mark Diaz Casey, Joe Joseph Duffy. Um. Pretty 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 fun fight. A- awesome for for Diaz Casey to, to get a win. Um. Like we said, uh, we always say this at lightweight, like, like everybody's good. Well, everybody just has like some kind of talent, like even outside of the top 15. So it's just it's lightweight. It's just, it's really hard to tread the waters, like because everybody you fight is good. And then unfortunately for for Mark, man, he went on a three fight skid against Ricard, Dan Hooker, and and Little Gastelum, which is. I, I'm not gonna say it's a murderer's row, but it's you know those are three really solid fights. Yeah,
1: and, um, and notably, two of them are really good pressure fighters. Well, not really good, but they are committed pressure fighters. Like Hook, Hooker's sure. not a committed pressure fighter, but he's a high volume type of dude. Or, or, or should I say, he he's a guy who will keep a good pace. Um, Joe Duffy is not. You're, Joe Duffy yeah. is very much a relaxed, I'm-going-to-fight-at-my-pace-an-open-space-kickboxer. And he paid for that against the AKC, who just proved to be way faster and way more versatile. And, and just kicked the ever living crap out of his lead, like, no matter which one he Bro, put his, in front.
0: His calf was dead by the end of the first round, like, when they <laughs> when they zoomed in on it in the corner.
2: That,
1: like, yeah.
0: he, he lit. Duffy Dude, that up. thing
1: was twice the size of his other leg.
0: Right, <laughs> like, and I like that man. Like Mark went, he got to the point right away. He was lighting that calf up. Um, not just good, good, good performance from Mark. Like I said, great, great work with the calf kick. Um, he caught Duffy with a beautiful like stepping elbow that rocked him. Um, like I said, just he was quicker to the punch. Um, I, I will say I thought Duffy in the third round like tried to turn it up, like he he realized like oh I'm I'm definitely losing this fight I probably should you know like you know <laughs> I, I need to do something, but um, nah man like I said, Mark was just quicker to the punch, way more creative offensively. Um, then they did get into a few like grappling exchanges. Um,
1: his wrestling looks a lot you know, better.
0: Yeah, like he actually managed to get from from my my terrible memory. I think he managed to get the better of like. Oh yeah,
1: no, he he was out wrestling him. Like one of the problems with his like with his wrestling game coming up was just like it, so much of it was based on him just being the stronger, more athletic dude. Like here he looked like oh, okay, uh, Duffy's leading that way, so I'm going to pull him down this way. Like it it was a much more technical thoughtful a uh, uh wrestling attack.
0: Yeah. He I think overall he fought a lot smarter. Yeah. Like he really he really took his time in this fight. And like everything just just kind of worked for him. Like it, it all slowed down for him. Like everything just kinda clicked. Um but like I said it's it's it, it was great to see him win. He was really emotional after the fight. You know, dude, dude was just like crying the entire time. Um Man, lightweight is so tough. Like, <laughs> like he has this great moment in this fight, and it's like, who knows who you're gonna get your next fight? Like, it's gonna be, Lord. Um, but I mean, as for now, though, just really good performance. He 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 showed the the best of his abilities, and he seemed like really mentally sharp. So, hopefully that leads to good things, cause he he's somebody who. I, I would he, he's the kind of guy i wouldn't want to see get cut because i feel like he's one of those guys who night in and night out he's gonna give you a good fight a, an entertaining fight Re- regardless if the UFC's around here i think he's the kind of guy who will always have a job but i, I just i want to see him stick around more like he, he had a three fight skid and hopefully this is a, a turnaround point hopefully um man for duffy though huh his ufc run is not uh you know. <laughs> it's not been 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 what I thought. Um I mean it's not terrible, but he's uh he's on a two fight skid now. So it's not the uh the best position to be in. But either way, Mark D. Casey got the win via unanimous decision and he looked really awesome doing it, so congrats to him. Uh, Moving on to this next fight, which I honestly don't want to spend a lot of time on, but it was shenanigans, so we got to cover some of it. Uh, (laughs) Saperbek Safarov and Nikolai... Lord, I don't know how to say his Did he say his last name during this fight? I
1: don't remember. Nikolai uh, uh, Negumariano. We're just going to call him Nikolai.
0: (laughs) This fight was just straight shenanigans.
1: That um, was, it, was mm,
0: it made sense that this fight was the two hundred five fight. I didn't even think about this until afterwards, but now the fight, being that it was at two hundred five, makes so much more sense. Um,
1: yeah. Uh, so Nick Negu Mariano Mariano, yeah, no, he's bad. Yeah. <laughs> he, uh, like I, I don't mean that like a positive. Like, he is bad. Like this this. this, this like, that was some of the worst striking I've ever... Like, I've seen in the UFC in a minute. Like... Uh, like, he was throwing standing hammer fist. And th- that was his overhand right. <laughs> yeah, um... Like, we talked a little bit oh, about me. it before, but, like... The dude, uh... Like, what are the dudes he beat on the regional scene... Was 12 and 41. Like his only win over. Like he has a couple wins over like guys with a winning record. But they're like 2 and 1 and 3 and 2. Or 7 and 5. Yeah. Uh -uh. he, he, He beat up cab drivers. And like guys who had never fought before. Yeah. Um.
0: Yeah, this fight was just shenanigans. Like, and, and Safarov didn't. If it weren't for the shenanigans, this would be a, a pretty decent performance, I guess. Like Safarov's not all that great, but you know he's a light heavyweight. He can he's hit hard.
1: Bed tent enough. Kind of. I <laughs> guess. Except when um, it comes to following some, the rules, which. Yeah.
0: He, he has some ferocious ground and pound. Oh
1: yeah.
0: Um. Yeah, his ground and pound. He he hits ridiculously hard with ground and pound. But yeah, as far as the rules go, um, apparently, uh, Safarov didn't get the memo that grabbing the fence is illegal, as he did it like an upwards of five to six times, and I'm not exaggerating. He did it
1: like ten um. times. <laughs> like he did it ten <laughs> times. And, and in all fairness, to, to Safarov, like the shit took in the point like the the second or third time.
0: Yeah. He, he slapped Safarov's hand like it was a child like 20 times before he finally took a point. And then why was Nikolai grabbing the fence when he was on
1: the cross? He was trying to climb <laughs> <buy> up. <laughs> <laughs> if we <we're getting laughs> real, can we just make it legal to grab the fence?
2: Oh,
0: boy.
1: I, I, le, Legalize fence grabbing. Not I Yes. Yeah. Not, I want not, to see somebody tear their finger in the fence. <laughs>
0: yeah, Safarov grabbed that fence for dear life <laughs> Dan Hardy just got pissed in the second round I just called him a dirty
2: well, fighter well that's
1: because the ref stepped in to tell Safarov you know I'm about to take a point stop fighting and Safarov threw an elbow but in all fairness <laughs> the ref had stepped in like a few minutes earlier basically got between Safarov and, the fight and Nick uh, Me I don't know when, by the way, his last name. Um, got between you know uh, Safarov and Nick, and it was just like, and it just kept the fight Keep going. So, I, I understand where um Safarov's confusion came from. Yeah,
0: this This was just a shenanigans 205
1: fight. Um, Safarov beat Nikolai via unanimous Uh, uh, uh last bit. Like before we move on, dude, his corner should've stopped the fight after the second round.
0: Yeah, he got pummeled in that second he got pummeled in that
1: second. Like, round. was that the round where his eye just blew up?
0: Yeah, I think fe- <laughs> like yeah, his corner could have saved all of us. Like we could have not seen that third round. This
1: card could have ended um, five minutes early. Er-
0: yeah. <laughs> I have to imagine after that fight, Nikolai, they're probably not calling your phone
1: anymore. I mean, everybody, uh, you, everybody needs a body. No, they they, they, they got to content.
0: That means the next time they call you, you're getting fed.
1: I hope you're going to be happy welcoming, like, I don't know. I don't even know who's out there for the UFC to sign up. Feed you to. <laughs> <laughs> but, what, what about the Brazilian dude? Um the kickboxer Alex Perea I hope you're going to be happy welcoming Alex Perea to the UFC
2: <laughs>
1: <laughs> is he still coming because he just signed another contract I have no floor. idea I'm, I'm just pulling names out man they gonna, they, they're going to sign uh, the M1 light heavyweight champion and bring him to fucking beat Nick up
0: <laughs> they're going to bring back Phil Davis Ron Bader it's going to be the call out <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. Nikolai They're not calling your phone again, bro. If they do, don't answer. They're they're gonna feed you to somebody who's gonna kill you. Um, but that was that fight, man. That's two o five gonna two o five. You know, it's just that's it is what it is. Uh, moving on to a fight that was entertaining for the minute or so that it lasted. <laughs> Dan Ige and uh Danny Henry. Uh, Henry came in as like a six five featherweight. got hands put on him uh got choked out yep that's uh pretty much how that fight went
1: shouts to his post fight speech um talking about the shootings in uh New Zealand this past week just showing up for those people um Yeah, like good performance all around from Ige. Like, not a whole, but like, dropped, uh, hurt Henry with the left hook. You know what? Actually, um, I really liked his posting when he put, when, um, Ige had him hurt and put him along the fence and got on top of him to start dropping, like, the hammer fist, as opposed to crowding himself. Um, he, he, he kind of just, like, he just started pushing Henry's head down and from there was able to just, like that's the path, That's what opened up the path for him to take the back and get the rear naked choke. Mm. So just really slick stuff from um, Ige.
0: Speaking of post fights, was that Claudio Silva whose post fight interview was like twenty minutes? Yes. Yeah, that's I, 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 really. I didn't hear any of it, but like I looked away and looked back, and he was still talking. And then like I went downstairs and came back,
1: and he was he still was talking not happy with British fans. <laughs>
0: That's <laughs> it's like bro, why why are y'all still have the mic in front of this man's face? Right, like,
1: we're not gonna see him again till twenty twenty one, so
0: Right. <laughs> Let him talk. <laughs> it just that was the longest post fight interview. But <laughs> shout outs to Ige though. Uh yeah, he gave he gave Danny Henry the business. Uh moving down to women's fly weight, we had Molly McCann versus Priscilla uh Cachoeira.
1: Speaking of um, people died in the cage before god uh, priscilla
0: yeah that was probably as close to a death as uh <laughs> that was uncomfortable to death watch.
1: by like a million uh, elbows
0: yeah um i mean she didn't die in this fight still caught some hands but uh
1: yep mommy mccann Ma- good at one thing but that one thing is fun. So I'm, I'm, I'm always happy to see her. Yeah, like she...
0: I just thought she just had more... Like, just more to offer, like, offensively. Like, she just was more creative. I feel like she just went in there and was like, I I'm just going to just, just gonna throw. Like, it's going to do but whatever. My
1: comparison was, like, she's like Johnny Hendricks. If Johnny Hendricks couldn't knock somebody out with one punch or wrestle... <laughs> but, but like, she's she just such a, like she's just like such a fun and like different pocket boxer that we're used to seeing in mma like how many people you know in the sport bob and weave all the way down by their <laughs> <knees>. <laughs> and she,
0: they were throwing
1: hands she was throwing
0: spinning stuff Thing at one point, didn't she almost catch him like an arm. He tried to
1: hit Becky Lynch's finisher.
0: <laughs> <laughs> Molly, Molly was out there going for it, man. Um, I was, yeah, I just, she just, she just had more just, just more tools. It just seemed like
1: uh, it's not even that. It's just she was better at the one thing she's really good at. That, that like Brazil Cachoeira was like. Her main thing is that she's just really tough.
0: Yeah, that didn't work. I mean, she landed some good hits, but she ate a lot. I
1: mean, she blew the yeah. fuck up out of Molly's eye. I'll give her that.
0: Yeah, that. Yeah, I think that happened like the yeah, third. Yeah, she
1: that that yeah, thing was yeah. broken.
0: Yeah, that that was bad, and it, it just it happened. The, so the
1: funny thing was, like after Molly obviously lost vision in one of her eyes, she proceeded not to get hit for the rest of the fight.
0: <laughs> Molly the goat <laughs> and Priscilla the cheap shot. Come on.
1: I mean if you're losing.
0: Nah. Nah, nah man. That was extra. So for <laughs> you guys who didn't see. So I forgot was was that the start of the round or was that I think it
1: was a restart.
0: Yeah, it was it was a restart from something and they're going in to presumably touch hands and Priscilla turns it from touching hands to so I'm going for a Muay Thai clinch
1: and then proceeds <laughs> to like poke Molly in the eye <laughs> yeah
0: like, it, it, I'm sorry it, it looked like that was a that was a dirty shot she tried to explain herself I wasn't buying you it mean, that, that was
2: a that was a dirty shot that, a shot that let times, me know
0: <laughs> <No>. protect yourself <laughs> like, at all times <laughs> That was the shot that let me know you were getting hands put on you, and that was like your one opportunity to land something. And you you know how I
1: it. know Molly deserved it, though? Because when they went to restart again, what did she do?
0: <laughs> that is, yeah, she shouldn't have touched hands. You see, Priscilla
1: should have done it again. <laughs>
0: <Yeah>. <laughs> now, see, if she would have did it the second time, I'd have been like, all right, Molly, Molly, you should have. Yeah. Molly, but-, but Molly's a good sport. <laughs>
1: She was a really good sport, especially considering like she uh, she had the Instagram video, her post fight press conference because she's at she had to go to the hospital for that eye. Yeah, that, that, that I, orbital that is I, broken.
0: It's work. It's weird because like if you you see her eye and you would think she spent the entire fight like getting pummeled, and that's not what happened. No, nah,
1: that was just off a one punch. Yeah.
0: She caught, she caught one bad one, and it just kind of you know, poof, <laughs> just kind of blew up. But no, nah, yeah, good good on Molly. Like I said, she she's fun. She's she's a she's a character. She's <laughs> anytime Molly gets in there, you should just just watch and just just see what happens. Um, but no, nah, props to Molly. Um, she she got the unanimous decision. Hope the eye's are good because that that did look 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 pretty bad, but. She she got the win nonetheless. And the uh, last fight rounding out the card is uh, Mike Grundy versus Nad Nirmani. Um, I don't remember this fight in detail other than I remember really enjoying this fight. Like, I think Nad had put some hands on Grundy. And then out of nowhere, Grundy stanky-legged him. And he, like, had, like, a mini comeback. Um, I don't remember the fight in, like, specific detail. But I remember it being... Uh...
1: I think Nerimani uh, was surprised by um, Grundy's like speed with his hands early on, especially since Grundy doesn't really have any, fin- didn't have any finished stoppages uh, by TKO heading into this fight. He uh, was just mostly submissions and a uh, few decisions. Um, like, uh, and Grundy's corner told, like, but at the same time, he, he's still really green. And Grundy's corner told him after the first round, stop watching your work. You're going to get knocked out. You know, make sure you bring your hands back to your head and you move. Um, Nermani managed to get uh, catch Grundy as he was star- staring at some of his work, rocked him really badly, and uh, proceeded to um, throw the fight away, getting check left hooked by Grundy. Who walloped him with a left hook and then proceeded to finish him standing.
0: Life happens fast. Yeah, it was a it was a fun one though. It was a nice back and forth. Yeah, you know. yeah.
1: Spe- it, the Stokes is out of ten dollars because Mikey Garcia is getting his career shortened at this point.
2: <laughs>
1: <laughs> uh, like this is not fun to watch. It is. A smaller man oh, getting beat up by a bigger man who fights like the smaller man oh. with something to prove. He knew, he knew what he sounded like. He for. did. <laughs> this could have easily <laughs> been Vasily Lomachenko.
0: Yeah. Shout out to Errol Spence, man. How you handling business. But, uh, yeah, Mike, Mike Grundy got uh, Nermani out there at TKO round two. Uh, it, it was definitely a fun fight. Nice way to kick off the card. Um but yeah, that was UFC London. Um overall it's actually a pretty good card, uh, in my opinion. Like it was I mean, for one, as always anytime cards end like before ten o'clock, it's just an amazing thing. So you just you just on on the strength alone you have to appreciate that. But like we got some good fights. See so even the prelims, like I said, the, the Grundy Narmani was a nice fight to kick off the card and you had Molly doing doing Molly stuff. <laughs> um like, most of the prelims were good, minus the, you know, I not really, the Saffiro fight was cool, not, uh, cool is not a good word. Um, it, it it was interesting because of the shenanigans, but it wasn't really that great of a fight. But, like, they were pretty quality fights, like, all throughout this card. Like I said, may, maybe the only two, t- take off Marshman Phillips, Saffiro fight, got yourself a pretty solid card. Like, you got a nice quality violence, some good, some good finishes. Uh, you got to see, you know, Reyes continue his climb. Leon Edwards had a great performance. Jorge Masvidal just ended the night in, like, the best way possible with just a, 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 a death KO. <laughs> like, it was, it was a pretty solid, it was a solid night of fights. Um, and I think the best part was we, we got some unexpected storylines, you know. Jorge, Leon, wink, wink, that, that came out of this. Um, so, no, I, I was pretty entertained. You know, it was on ESPN+. Plus, so, if you have ESPN+, Plus, you can go back and watch. They are, you know, they pretty much post them, like, right after the fights are over. So, I would say go back and, and watch the card. Like I said, maybe you, you can skip Marshman Phillips. And you can skip Safarov and uh, Nikolay. But I think the rest of this is pretty decent. Pretty, pretty much worth watching. Uh, pr- worth watching, so, you know. Shout out to all the fighters, man! It was a pretty solid night of fights. Good, good way to spend the the Saturday evening and have everything be done by like seven o'clock, which is just just awesome. Um, cannot thank ESPN. Uh,
1: Garcia's car is really <laughs> letting him come the fuck back out here to get his ass beat.
2: <laughs> <laughs>
1: so apparently the punch differ- the punch differential is nine. Uh, I'm sorry, 319 to 68. Ooh, my As God. the twelfth round begins.
0: Yeah, they they need yeah, don't don't send that man out there.
1: Huh.
0: Well <laughs> that that fight'll probably be over by the time this episode is over. We'll let you guys uh, uh,
1: unless Garcia has some super secret brickin' punch that he's gonna pull out of his ass.
0: Yeah. The, the, this is
1: your uh, time to pull. This
0: the, is a uh, hundred twenty one oh eight, maybe one hundred seven. Uh he needs to pull what Bolo did in the uh, uh, kickboxer. He pulled a little, uh, that that little powder he threw in Jean-Claude Van Damme. eye. This <laughs> <It's, laughs> might be the time, buddy. If you got it tucked somewhere in the stash, you need to get out of there. <laughs> but, <laughs> well, we'll let you guys know who wins that fight. Buddy. Well, it's not going to matter. By the time you guys hear this recording, that fight will be over. You'll know who
1: won. The answer's right. a real
0: but uh anywho uh before we get into parting shots and shout outs uh shout outs to ashley the mma nerd on twitter um she had three questions she also has her own podcast if you guys want to check that out uh she is at why am i stuttering over words she is at the underscore mma underscore nerd so give her a follow on twitter but she had three questions for us uh, first question is: Who is next for Masvidal, and who is next for Till?
1: Um, I mean, Masvidal has to be that Edwards, right?
0: Yeah, I think that storyline pretty much writes itself. Um, <laughs> there's, there's no reason why you shouldn't do that fight. Like, it's just, you know, I don't like to promote backstage violence and out the cage antics
1: but the story kind of writes itself. These, <laughs> like, let's be real. These, these these people... I mean, Masvidal just got paid $100,000 plus because of what he did to Darren Till. Yeah. And it wasn't that much different than what he did in the back. You know what I mean? Right. I mean? <laughs>
2: so,
0: yeah, I, I... Yeah, it's gotta be Masvidal. Like I mean, it's gotta be it's gotta be Edwards outside of Edwards. I don't know. Do do you do Masvidal askrim No. Maybe, yeah. Nah, nah, Where, nobody, where's the heat on that? Like, that. yeah, that's that's trash. That's. I weird. mean, it's not even
1: trash. It's just like there's no heat to it. Like we 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 saw Masvidal fight Maya already. Yeah,
0: and and the thing is, I think I think Masvidal Edwards kind of makes sense because. Masvidal is coming off of he hadn't fought in like since
1: 2017.
0: Yeah, his last fight against Wonderboy was November 2017. Apparently,
1: he was doing American Ninja Warrior.
0: <laughs> you know, he was he was doing his thing, but you know that that's that's a that's a pretty sizable layoff. So I I I don't know if you can like immediately give him a title shot. But I think the Edwards fight makes sense because Edwards is on a nice roll of his own, and being that Edwards just knocked out, um, I mean not knocked out, you know, Edwards is on a, a great streak. He's fighting the he he would be fighting the guy who just knocked out somebody who fought for a title. So I felt like if Edwards wins, it makes sense for him. He he's in title contention now, and then I feel like if Masvidal wins, you know, you knocked out the guy who was climbing up the ladder. I feel like it just makes sense. Like this story just almost it, it seemed like destiny. Um so yeah, I, I feel it's it's gotta be Masvidal Edwards. I don't know who else you throw in. the the story it writes itself. So now you just you have to do it and hope they don't kill each other before the fight like actually happens.
1: Um Darren's Darren's oh, next fight should be like freaking Ed Herman at one eighty five. Like, if you care about Darren Till at all, if you care about having yeah, you a gotta... good upper-weight freaking British fighter at all, get him to middleweight, get him a nice, easy layup of a fight, and <laughs> rebuild his confidence after getting, you know, stomped in his last two fights.
0: Yeah. Till Till needs a, a boost after this one. Um... I mean, because if we're being completely honest, his last good performance was against Cerrone, and that was two years
2: ago. Yeah.
0: Albeit he won the Wonderboy fight, but that was not... Yep. That wasn't it. <laughs> that was not a good fight. We obviously saw what happened in the Woodley fight, and then in this fight, we saw he got his souls taken away from him. Um, you know, I don't know if, it's, if it would be at 170 or 185, but wherever he fights next... I don't really know who it is, but it needs to not be someone, like, in that upper echelon. Um, I'm trying to think if he did fight at 170. I'm trying to think of somebody just... uh,
1: Well, he can't... uh, That's the thing, though. He can't go down. Like, at 170, like, you already had the title fight. You've already main-evented, like, three car... uh, well, this would be his fourth one now. Like, you can't go down from there. Like, the UFC doesn't do that. You don't get the easy layup matchup. You, you, you Like, the UFC's just as as likely to book him against, like, Gunnar Nelson or um, Leon Edwards, to be honest. As they are to, like, actually, like, bu- uh, like, like rebuild him. You know what I mean?
0: Who was the guy who beat, uh... Tim Bosch on the last card.
1: Oh, Amari um, Akhmadov.
0: Give, give him somebody <laughs> like that. <laughs> like, somebody who's like decent, but, you know, a, a fight that Till could win. Um, yeah, maybe he should go up to 85, because he's, he's a huge 170. Man. At 185, he's not giving up a ton of size. You know. So yeah, I, I I don't really know and I I don't really have any names really jumping out at me for Till. Just he 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 needs a layup fight though. He need he needs one of them confidence boosters, one of them fights that nine times out of ten he should beat the guy, handedly. Um. Uh. So yeah, that, that that'll be our answer for that question. Um. Our next question is, <laughs> did Leon deserve his backstage smackdown? So let's actually, real quick, because we we mentioned it, but we didn't really see what happened. So for those who didn't see, well, I'm pretty sure you guys will have seen it by the time you hear this episode, but in case you didn't, um, so Masvidal was in the back being interviewed um, and Leon Edwards was down the hallway. Uh, I don't know if he was, I don't think he was even being interviewed. I think he was just, I guess he was just talking. Um, It's hard for me to say because I didn't really hear what Leon said. But it was Masvidal's reaction that, you know, Masvidal's in the middle of getting interviewed and then he just, like, turns to his right and you kind of hear Leon, like, off in the background, like, kind of saying something, but I couldn't really make out what it was that he was saying. And, like I said earlier, Masvidal did something that when a guy does this, you need to know that he's about to throw hands and you're, you're about to get pieced up. He he looks over in Leon's direction <laughs> And says, How about you say that to my face? And he calmly walks to Leon with his hands behind his back for about the first four seconds of his walk. He calmly walks over to Leon. They they get face to face. And just like he was in a real fight in a cage, he hits Leon with the quickest three piece I've ever seen. You know, that they they get in a little scuffle and it gets broken up real quick. Uh, Masvidal goes two and zero on the night. <laughs> um, does Leon? Did, did Leon deserve it? Um, it's hard for me to say because I don't know what it was that Leon said.
1: Um, I mean, why not? I I, <laughs> I mean, you talk you talk shit to a dude who like like you said like you, you talk shit to a dude who in reality. Is a street fighter, like that's like Masvidal is a street fighter, and he will never get away from like and he embraces that. Like you talk shit to somebody like that, you're gonna get you have to throw down. There's, there's no, there's no, there's no question.
0: I'll I'll shoot Leon some bail and say I'm not gonna say he deserved it, but I will say he should have been more prepared. <laughs> like. I don't know what it was that you said, but you can't be popping off at them. Especially dude just got done fighting; like his adrenaline's probably still a little.
1: This man, you know, this man probably, is not yet done still, feeling himself. You know what I mean?
0: Yeah, he's still up there. He's still, you know, he's fresh off of a fight, so he's still in go mode. So like you gotta know, you know. T- you know he he's in that mode, and you're you're running off at the mouth you got to be prepared that something could actually happen. And like I said before, if somebody walks up to you calmly with their hands behind their back, they are ready to fight. Because those are what the real ones do. Masvidal wasn't yelling or, or you know, saying anything crazy. In the heat of the moment, he was crazy calm. That lets you know he's done this a thousand times. He's ready to throw hands at any given moment. Um, so I won't say Leon deserved it. But uh, should have should have been bobbing and weaving, buddy. Should have should have been ready for the smoke.
1: I mean, <laughs> at least uh, I was about to say maybe like at least he guarantees that he's gonna get like a headliner next. But even that might not be true.
0: Might not be. But if the UFC smart, hey, listen, man, if y'all can use Conor's dolly throwing in, in promo, I don't see why you can't use this well, perfectly placed three piece. Um, it it sells itself you don't you it, it sells itself <laughs> so um yeah so the anti said he deserved it i'm gonna say he didn't but he just he should have been ready for the smoke he he should have known what the business was uh and her last question uh she just wants to know what are our thoughts ah, what are our thoughts on nathaniel wood um i like guess kind of to piggyback what um we kind of mentioned earlier well, it's it's kind of just hard to tell because I just I feel like I haven't seen enough. Um, I mean, based on what I have seen, he's definitely talented, physically strong. Um, there's nothing really. There's not much. I'm trying to think. There's not anything about his game that like really really jumps out at me, other than like he's young and he seems to be pretty solid all around. Um, I just it's 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 kind of hard for me to say. But like I said, I think he's definitely talented. And to piggyback off what you said, I, I want to see him fight somebody that'll. I need to see him fight somebody that's gonna push him a little more, cause then I'll know more of what we have. Um, and then I think once I see that, like how he can really respond to like some adversity, um, I'll know more of what what we have with him. Cause it, at this point, it's it's still kind of hard to gauge his ceiling. But I think the dude is definitely talented. Um, it seems like he does have a bright future. Um, Bantamweight is a tough division, though. Like, it's another one of those divisions where even outside of the top 15, it's you know, it's a jungle. You're still gonna run. Yeah, it's it's a jungle. It's, it's some bad boys in that division. It's a lot of killers running around. So if he really wants to stand out, he's gonna he's really gonna have to show and prove. But I mean, so far so good. Um, kid, kid is talented. I just I need to see a little bit more. Just, I need to see him fight a, like a little, a little step up in competition, and then I can see more of what we got. But so far, I've liked what I've seen though. So so far, I uh, uh, I like him. He, he he seems like he has a pretty good head on his shoulders.
1: Yeah, same. Like, I uh, like. Uh, there's there's no meat to grab onto here. Like, he's not um. He's not like Petter Young. you know what I mean? Like he's not out here, just doing the absolute most violent shit imaginable to these poor unsuspecting like
2: <laughs>
1: Korean new newcomers or whatever. Like he's not here, um, you know, beating John Dawson around a cage for fifteen minutes. He he's doing he's doing what he's supposed to do. He goes out there, um, looks good, looks dominant, and gets the stoppage and that's kind of what you hope for um, a guy who's gotten some like favorable matchmaking up to this point. Um, and again, that's not like a criticism or anything. It's, it's just kind of just how the dice has been rolled. Um, I mean, I like his game. Like it, it seems like it's well put together and he, he's comfortable everywhere. So uh, I, I, I look forward to seeing them when he like, Face a top twenty-ish guy like that's really what I need to see to know. I I really want to know what he does when he he's troubled, you know. Right. Like, do, does he go to the wrestling? Does he stick with the boxing? Does like, what do you do when you can't do whatever you want? Not even when you're in trouble. Like when the guy in front of you has a specific skill set. That is dangerous, and that doesn't have as big a hole as Johnny Eduardo's grappling is. You know what I mean? Right. So that, that's where my curiosity lies.
0: And I think, I mean, and at at bantamweight, we're, we're going to see that at some point. Um, like <laughs> they're just they're killers everywhere. So eventually, he's going to run into somebody who's going to. So somebody's gonna give him some problems, um, and we'll we'll just have to see at that point how he responds to it. But um, like I said, so so far so good though. I like what I've seen. We'll just you know I just I just want to see a little bit more. But uh, thank you, Ashley, the MMA nerd. Those were all of her questions. Definitely uh, appreciate you asking the questions, and for the rest of you folks out there. Um, you can always submit questions either at the Dojo Talk podcast at yahoo.com email, or just send them to me if you see me on social media. We'll save them for the show, and you know we will we will answer as we see fit. But that is all we have for today's episode. So as always, we will close out with uh, parting shots and shoutouts. Um, I don't have any shots really. Um, I probably could, but I no, don't. No. I don't want to be in a negative mood. I'll I'll leave it alone. I'll I'll just give some shout outs. We'll we'll end on a positive note because we started this episode on a heavy note. Uh so on the positive side of things, uh shout outs uh to to the hometown, uh Towson University where I live at in Maryland. Um their NCAA women's team just got their first uh March Madness tournament bid in the pro the history of the program. Um they won the Colonial Athletic uh, association championship uh over drexel beating them 53 to 49 so awesome you know making history making it to the tournament for the first time don't know how far they'll go but hey man you made it you made it to the dance and that's it's a big deal for you know a program that has literally just never made it so that's that's awesome so shout out to them and also shout-outs to Michael Bisbing, who you guys may have seen tonight was inducted into the Hall of Fame. Um, I've, I've pretty been well-documented. I'm like one of three Michael Bisbing fans that I know. <laughs> um, but no, congrats on him, shouts to him for making it to the Hall of Fame. Um, I've been a fan of his pretty much since like day one, and it hasn't always been the easiest ride being a Bisbing fan. I've been taunted with that H bomb for a lot of my life, <laughs> um, but no, nah, it's, it's been awesome to see him. Like that man has been in the UFC for a long time and has fought through multiple generations. And there were points in his career where, like, I just never thought. Like, I remember distinctly after he lost that close fight to Chael Sutton. I was like, "Oh man, like he's never." Cause I thought like that was his moment. Like if he would have beat Chael, that would have set him up for a title shot at the time. And when he lost that match, I just kind of thought like, man, he's never. He might not ever make it. And dude, just he found a way to just hang around and keep himself relevant, win enough fights, and put himself in a position to fight Rockhold on 11 days. Well, it was like 11 or 17 days, no, something crazy. It was really short. And he goes and knocks Rockhold out and wins the championship. And it was that was like one of my favorite like all-time moments in MMA in general. Um, I'm glad I, I got to see him be champion. It was just really awesome to see. So congrats to Bisbing on making it to the Hall of Fame. Well-deserved pioneer of of UK MMA. Um, awesome fighter, man. I, I was a big fan. So congrats and, and shout-outs to Michael Bisbing. Uh you know, that's that's all I got for parting shots and shout
1: outs. Um uh, just to teens, I guess. Um this pa- uh the, this past Friday I wanna say, it was um there was a global like strike for uh high schoolers all around the uh, all around the world, uh protesting climate change. You know thousands and thousands of kids all over the planet. As far as I know, they did it on their own. No prompting from adults. Um, just out here, you know, all marched out of school. I don't know what time um, on Friday, and you know, between that and Egg Boy, um, <laughs>
2: Yeah,
1: you know, the the, the the teens are all right, man. They 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 they're they're getting the stuff. To, they they're gonna. I I feel safe knowing that they'll be in charge when I'm in the nursing home.
0: Big big shout out to Egg Boy. Big. <laughs> yeah,
1: and for the record, um, let's let's do his name, Uh, Senator Fraser. An- Anning, Fuck that guy. That's a shot. Fuck that guy. Fuck Lou Gamer or er, Gamer from um, Texas for what they had to say. Um and. No shout, not a shout out, not a shot, but nothing but love to the Christchurch community in New Zealand. Um, just I can't even imagine, you know. Yeah, yeah.
0: It's one of the headlines you just—it's weird how much we see those headlines.
1: It—it's it, scary how much that it—they it, don't register like they used to. Right.
0: That's that's not something you want to get like desensitized to. Ugh. But yeah, def, definitely prayers to them, man. That is a ugh, not 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 a good way to kick the year off, man. Not a.
1: At this uh, point, we're well into the year. Yeah,
0: but people just we gotta chill, man. Y'all really, y'all gotta chill out. Ah, uh, we can't we can't keep doing this over
1: and over. Um. No, I want to end on something positive. So, shouts to future Nick Zion Williamson <laughs> for coming back off of his uh, debilitating <laughs> groin injury. Shouts, shouts. If we draft him, we're gonna ruin him. <laughs> like he's going like, to come into camp like 300 pounds like James Dolan is just, like going to be like just shit talking him and he's going to get back to him and he's going to be like I want to leave and J- Dolan will throw his hands up in the air and be like why does no one want to play here and the answer is always just going to be him
0: he banned that fan for life who told him to sell it
1: Shouts to the senator who wanted to take away the freaking Madison Square Garden's um tax, uh, the, their their tax um exemption of forty million dollars because why the fuck does MSG need a tax exempt like exemption? They're they make one point five billion dollars a year
0: when you got the big money.
1: It's only 40 million dollars. That is true. Like, it's like me yeah. not paying 100 bucks in taxes. Like, uh,
0: come on. They, they, they got they, they got connections we
1: don't and that's trash. Fuck James Dolan. It's not even a shot. There just fuck him. <laughs> there you go. <laughs> it, it's a way uh, of life. Oh, did,
0: uh, did, did, did Spence, is that official? He won? Hmm?
1: Oh, Spence one. Yeah, you know oh. 120 107 108 and 108. So, yeah. Ooh. No, like I said he beat the shit out of him. <laughs>
0: yeah. So, uh by the time you guys hear this podcast, like I said that fight already happened, but we'll we'll break that down next week. I'll make sure to watch it between now and then. Uh and then next week, uh we will have UFC Fight Night 148, Pettis versus Wonderboy go um <laughs> I I,
1: that card is I'll, really
0: bad uh you got you got pettis Wonderboy. uh glad to see cheeto vera him and the frankie sounds like i read so it's on that card you got curtis blaze justin willis uca formiga davidson figueroa uh, luis pena making his featherweight debut macy barber's on the card
1: yeah it's like the best three fights on this card are Framiga Figueredo, Aldrich Barber, and Science Vera. And that's not a good thing. And uh, like, I like all three of those fights, but, like, come on. Shout
0: out to Angela Hill. She's on the card.
1: Huh?
0: Well, we'll see. We'll see how it turns out. That main event is weird. Um, It's just weird. But this is MMA. I should expect no. They were else.
1: desperate and they needed somebody to fill in in Tennessee. I think that I it's think just, that's the the story here.
0: I mean we we said it. Nobody wanted to see this fight but them too. <laughs>
2: they, <just, like, laughs>
0: they said you wanna fight, you trying to fight me, bro? Yeah, I'll fight and they just it just happened.
1: What a boy should just go so. challenge freaking Whittaker. There
0: you go. Into to existence. It, it happens.
1: Apparently. Yeah. going should just be like, I'm not fighting the I'm champion. I'm fighting Wonder Boy.
2: <laughs>
0: oh, boy. But, uh, yeah, man. that's uh, That's been it, man, for today's episode. As always, give us a listen, man. SoundCloud, iTunes, YouTube, Spotify, Google Play. Check us out. Dojo Talk, fo- ah, Talk Podcast Facebook page. As well as the Instagram page, send questions to Dojo Talk Podcast at Yahoo.com. And you can follow me on Twitter at serial sensei. And you can buy my book, The Alba Chronicles, for the very fair price of 99 cents. Or if you're a paperback person, spend $8.99 and support a broke and starving author. But as always, anytime people are being punched and or kicked in the face. We will be there to talk about it, and until next time, we will catch you guys later.